This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation with Steve Allen. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Steve Allen on LBC. Morning, a very nice to be company. Welcome to Wednesday, the 2nd of September. So we spent £11 million on Madeleine McCann. That's just on one person. There are thousands of children who go missing every year. Still no nearer. Still nothing. We're still, you know, breathing smoke. There's nothing. We've taken dogs. We've had infrared. We've x-rayed. We've done... Ju- there is nothing else you can do. And the truth of the matter is she has vanished into thin air. And that's about as good as it's going to get. And I could have saved you £11 million by telling you that. They're never going to find her again. They've got no idea. But they have to keep looking. But then they should be looking for all the other children as well. Even the police are now saying it's just a never-ending trail, I'm afraid. I wonder what you think. Plus, the curse of Strictly hits already. Yes, one of the dancers has split up with her husband, just, I think, about a week before she signed to the thing. Uh, Beverly's sister, Joy, one of the uh, the Bevs, dies age 90. To be brutally honest with you, I didn't know they were still alive. I really didn't. And I think 91 is a fantastic age. She was married to Billy Wright, and he died of cancer some years ago. 91... And the two other sisters are still alive. The Bevs used to turn up on loads of shows. Loads of shows. Joy was the uh, the oldest, as you now know. And uh, as I say, they y- you can Google them. You'll see them doing all sorts of things with this with the same outfits. I had my favourite, as indeed probably everybody else did. Uh, Lord Janna, the trial over the sex abuse claims will take place next year. It will be happening. I mean, if he's 80-something, isn't he, now at the moment? Uh, Cheryl and the yawn factor. Yes, I mean, really deadly dull, I'm afraid. And that's what the critics are saying, not me, even though I agree with them. The jihadi mum has been held in Turkey. That's brilliant, isn't it? We don't want her back, thank you very much indeed. She's quite clearly been radicalised. She quite clearly does not want to come back to this country. I mean, the children, I think, should be taken into care. I don't think she's fit for purpose at all. Uh, Boris Johnson says, well, this is what the, the papers are... They say, Boris Johnson says, send lazy lords to Dignitas. You need to hear Boris on LBC yesterday to realise he didn't exactly say that, but uh, it's a good idea anyway. Sue Perkins has admitted having a brain tumour. I thought, good God, that's amazing. It turns out she's had it for the past eight years. Uh, Bill Turnbull's going to qu- quit at breakfast. He wants to look after his bees. So that's good, isn't it? That's good. He wants to look after his bees. It's, uh, you know, he's obviously sort of run the uh, run the course and he's decided he doesn't want to do it anymore. So that's fine. I don't have a don't have a problem with that. Um, there's horrors uh, over in uh, Auschwitz-Birkenau. They've erected showers outside. I can't quite see the purpose of this. I mean, in fact, I can't quite get my head around anything like that at all. It's a very odd thing. We'll have to look at that a little bit later on. And uh, who will give a a home to the most unloved dog in the UK? Yes, 12 years I think this poor dog's been sitting there or something like that and nobody, nobody wants to take this dog home. You watch, now it's been in the papers, everybody but everybody will want this this dog. Everybody will want this dog because it's it's a lovely looking dog. If I had room, I'd go, listen, I'll take the dog, but I don't have room for anything like that. So dog lover I am, but no room for them. So I I prefer to admire other people's dogs so much easier. Um, Interestingly enough, uh, earlier on with Darren, you can always, always talk about um, Uber and mini cabs and black cabs and everything else. And it just goes on and on and on. Frankly, I mean, I just hold my hands up and go... That's like the difference between red buses or green buses. You know, does it really make any difference? No, it doesn't make any difference. But then somebody wrote in from Peckham uh, to Darren. I only read it because he says, you keep separating Uber and minicabs. Uber and minicabs. Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. Their name is Uber, because that's the company, and they're all over the world. But they're minicabs, like Addison Lee or any other minicab firm. And have we got the monopoly? 35,000 London black taxis against 850,000 minicabs. I don't think there's 850,000 minicabs. There might be 85,000 minicabs. There's not 850,000. That'd be a million minicabs on the road. Can't be. Cannot be that amount. Cannot be. Um, and then somebody says here, black cabs had to be able to turn in front of the Savoy, hence the tight turning circle. I like the idea that they, they could turn on a sixpence. I like the idea. I think that sounds quite good fun, doesn't it? Edward says, if you think 11 million quid spent on the McCann case is a waste of money, remember more than that's been spent on the Julian Assange debacle. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with you. The only thing with, with Madeleine McCann, you're dealing with a child. You're dealing with parents. And you can go back over it a million times in your mind and you'll end up with exactly the same answer. They buggered off that night and all went out for dinner. And she was left with the, with the other two in a room with nobody looking after them. There was no sort of CCTV that was work. There was nothing at all. Now, you can argue that till the cows come home, that they were wrong to have gone off and left the children. But I'm sure there are parents listening who've done exactly the same. We would never have done that. With all my godchildren, you know, no matter what age they were, they came out to eat with us. Certainly wouldn't dream. I mean, you wouldn't go out for a, to a restaurant at home, would you, and leave the kids at home by themselves in the house? Why would you do it on holiday? Anyway, that aside, she vanishes into thin air. No fingerprints, no evidence, no nothing. You know, was she taken by the gypsies? Was she taken by this? There were all sorts of sightings from bewildered people. To be honest with you, I wouldn't have had the faintest idea. I think most of the people who phoned up the police say, I think I've just seen Madeleine McCann. I remember the press trekked over to Romania to some bewildered um, gypsy family who had a child who people say, she looked like Madeleine. She looked at all like Madeleine. And so what we've done is we've got all these officers looking out for one little girl. You've got no idea what she looks like now. I mean, this is this has sort of gone on for years and years. They, they, we could have spent the money elsewhere. There are thousands of children who go missing. Check out the facts yourself. I don't need to keep repeating the same old parrot lines to you. But thousands of kids go missing every year, and they don't actually get the attention that Madeleine McCann has had. And I, I did put forward the theory some years ago, which seems to have been picked up by everybody, that in fact it's because they're a nice middle-class family. If this had been a working-class family from a sink estate in Newcastle, why I picked Newcastle, I have no idea, you know, they'd be jumped on by the press from on high. But I think it's a case of, you know, should they not be scaling it down now? Should they not be scaling it down? They've had posters, they've had leads. They, it's come to nothing, absolutely nothing. They've taken dogs out there, they've been into sewage pipes, you know, they've tried to find... Nothing! Not a bean! Not a bean! Nobody, nobody has found anything. Uh, the Portuguese saying uh, that they're not going to be opening a new probe. There's no evidence to justify, and there isn't. There is no evidence at all. There is absolutely nothing. The McCanns plead to the uh, the Prime Minister and uh, the next day he promises new action involving the Met's police. And from then on, we pour millions of pounds into, you know, looking for a child who doesn't exist. I say doesn't exist. I'm as, I'm as confident about saying she doesn't exist as I am about saying they'll find her one day. How you'll know it's her, I've got no idea, because at the age that she disappeared, and she went missing in 2007... 2007. So she wouldn't know who her parents were now, if she's still alive, if she's living with another family. I mean, it's, everything is entirely possible. She was snatched. She's living with another family and she's been on holiday. Now she speaks another language. Who knows? You don't know. We have no idea. All I know is £11 million has been spent looking for this child and we can't keep on chasing shadows. John O'Connor, 
The ex-flying squad chief has said that. That's, it's a lot of money. We're losing police officers left, right and centre. And we're spending millions looking for one child and it's led to nothing. I can remember seeing headlines on the front pages of the papers where they were saying, oh, you know, that they're going out there, they're, they're, they're questioning a man, there were known paedophiles in the area. Nothing. Came to nothing at all. None of it's come to nothing. If you were the McCanns, though, you'd be going, well, why, why is everybody not helping? They've had millions poured into their own little uh, setup to go and look for her. So the £11 million bill for the Maddie police hunt from the Metropolitan Police from New Scotland Yard is a drop in the ocean compared to the millions that were pumped into the uh, Find Madeline thing. They've got their own PR. They've got everybody. And still nothing. Nothing. What do the police do every day? Do they sit there at New Scotland Yard going... What do we do? I mean, where do we go now? You know, there's nothing. There's not a fingerprint. There's no blood. There's, there's no clothing. There's nothing. There's no sightings. A few bewildered people think they might have seen her because they haven't. It's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Where does it go to? Where does it go? I mean, missing in the UK, on one website, there are 155 children missing at this precise moment. At 12 minutes past four in the morning, there's 155 kids missing. There's another one who's up on the LBC website. A 13-year-old lad disappeared. He has links in different places. You have a look at a picture of him. You know, where do they go to? Where do they disappear to? Are these troubled children? I mean, in the case of Madeleine McCann, she can't have been a troubled child, can she? She can't have just... I mean, well, I say she can't have just got up and wandered off by herself. She might have done. We don't know. We don't know. Who, you know, she might have got up, wandered out, a car might have knocked her down, somebody might have looked around and gone, quick, get rid of this, this child. We don't know. We have no idea. Any of it is possible. Anything is entirely possible. And I'm sure the police have explored every single avenue. Were there any accidents? Is there any CCTV? You know, why did they leave the child alone in the first place? But then that's what people do when they're on holiday. Oh, they're going to be all right. It's here. Well, of course, in this particular case, it wasn't. But how long do you keep putting money in? How long do we keep diverting money from other things that are probably more worthwhile than the uh, McCann's almost obsessional idea of trying to find their daughter. But we don't know. We've, we've got no idea. As I say, we're just, we're just chasing nothing at the moment. They, they've had e-fits from people, came to nothing. Nothing at all. They had posters of their girl at what she would look like at nine years old, came to nothing. Over in the Algarve, the Portuguese authorities are going, I wish they'd go away. You know, this is bad for tourism. This is not looking good. And it is bad. It is bad. Nobody wants to go to a place, do they? Although I'm quite sure that in uh, Pride Luche, the apartment that they had has just been decorated and people are staying in it without realising, maybe. I wouldn't know which apartment it was. I wouldn't want to go there anyway. But they've had dogs over there. Special dogs. Specialist dogs arrived in Pride Luche. Sniffer dogs. Radar. They interviewed four Portuguese suspects, including one man of Russian origin. Came to nothing. Nothing at all. In February, they confirmed that uh, they spent £16,000 in the Met on 67 return flights to Portugal. They now estimate £10.8 million. They reckon by April next year, £12.2 million would have been spent looking for Madeleine McCann. Do you know what she looks like now? They might have dyed her hair. They might, it could be anything. It could absolutely be. I mean, really, I'm as good at guessing as you are. You can also come up with exactly the same ideas that I've come up with and we'll probably all be just as close as the police are. And some members of the police are now saying enough is enough. Is it going to make any difference if we scale it down? No. Do the McCanns have to spend the rest of their life wondering what happened? Yes. 
Will they ever get closure? Probably not. But we don't know. So you have to keep an open mind. But do we still keep pumping money in? Not at this rate, we don't. Unless you think differently. Quarter past four. This is the... 15 quid to get your hair cut. Mind you, do get a, a bottle of beer. A lot of places do that. Around my way, there's a barber just by uh, Kingston Bridge. And he offers a bottle of beer, I think, as well. <laughs> Never heard of such a thing. I mean, I wouldn't want a bottle of beer. I was trying to think. We, we, it's interesting because we were... What were we talking about, actually? Oh, uh, we were talking about um, Everton. Why are we talking? Oh, that's right, Everton. There's a story in the paper today, which I'll come around to in a moment. Uh, Nick Ferrari, this morning, as a young family are detained in Turkey, what do we do with the Brits suspected of fleeing to Syria? Next week's planned tube strikes are off. Yes, for now. And uh, we'll be at Britain's biggest tip. I think that's London. Nick Ferrari and the team, after the morning news with Lisa Aziz. Vincent Moss is going to be looking at the papers for today, the Sunday Mirror's political editor. So Everton star Darren Gibson sparked fury with a court let-off after admitting mowing down three cyclists in a boozy hit-and-run. The Toffees midfielder sent one man ten foot in the air as he smashed into them on the pavement and then sped away. Um, uh, he was weeping. He was told to pay uh, just £5,895, despite face- facing six months in jail. I mean, this is, this is absolutely appalling that this man should even be allowed back out there at all. I mean, the, the cyclist could have been killed. He's an embarrassment. He's brought shame on the club. The one thing I wanted to know, because I don't know anything about this man, I just know he's a complete prat. I wanted to know why why uh, Everton fans are called the Toffees. And, and I suddenly realised that I think outside Everton's ground, there used to be two toffee shops. There is two toffee shops. There is a, an Everton Mint, which sold in one of the places, and the other one was Mrs. What's-Her-Face's Toffee Shop. And so they were called the Toffees. And I was trying to think, you might know the answer to this. I mean, you, you generally come up with most of the answers that I seem to need on the programme. One of them is that there used to be a mint years ago. It was, it was obviously, it looked like it wasn't beautifully formed. It was a bit sort of rough and ready. But it was wrapped in waxed paper. It was white. And I can't remember what it was called. So it's a white, it was a round sort of little block. A little, you know, a round sweetie. But it wasn't finished off properly. And wrapped in this wax paper, which had writing, I think, on the outside. And it might have said... Spearmint? Would it have said spearmint or something? Whatever it was, they were quite nice. And you, you put it in your mouth, it was rock hard, and then it went sort of sort of soft. So what was that called? I can't remember. That's, but that's why the Everton fans are called the Toffees. You remember Toffee Crunch years ago? I used to love Toffee Crunch. When you could go out to your little tuck shop, your little sweetie shop at the corner, and buy little, you know, you'd go and have two ounces of Toffee Crunch, please. Toffee Crunch, what a thrill. Honestly, the funny thing is now I'm not remotely interested in sweets. I'm really not. I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a sweet sort of person. I'd rather have savoury. I like the idea of you know. I can reminisce with everybody else. I like a bit of licorice every so often. Uh, Gary says it was, as I correctly pointed out to him, thirty-five thousand black taxes against eighty-five thousand minicabs and rising. Yeah, that's including the illegals. I should imagine. Mind you, somebody told me here's a fact from years ago for the black cab trade that a lot of black cabs are being driven illegally. There's a there's a, a number of car. Uh, sites. You'll know this probably better than I do, but I remember reading it years and years ago. And uh, they park the cabs up outside and people rent them. You can go and rent a cab for a day and drive around. You've got to have a licence. Obviously, you can't just turn up and rent a black cab. But a lot of them, because the keys are put on the tyres, well, they used to be, people just used to take them for a joyride around town and uh, make some money and then just leave them. Does that still go on, guys? Does that still happen? Had you not heard that? I see. I'm old enough to remember when these stories were doing the rounds, so I remember all these things quite well, quite well. Kendall Mints. 
That's the one. Kendall Mints. Do you remember Kendall Mints? Oh, yeah, they, they were wrapped. Kendall, no, it's not Kendall Mint Cake. My friend Jez, he's just been away on holiday, actually. He's put on a lot of weight. And um, sp- Spearmint Rhino, he went. So tacky. So tacky. No, they were, no, Kendall, that's, Ken, that's Kendall Mint Cake. But these are, what were they called? Kendall Mints. No, not not mint cake. I don't want that. They're they're round. They're sort of oh, they look like that thing there. Go down. Sorry, we're just trying to find these here and go along. And they're they're next to the extra that one there. What's that one? They looked a bit like that, but they were wrapped. Oh, it's got my name back. All right, okay. He's very funny this morning. You know why? I got him. Well, I didn't get him intentionally. I forgot to get him a sandwich, so I gave him a patisserie Valerie cake. Well, honestly, he couldn't get it in his mouth. If he, I mean, he, he didn't want to stand on ceremony. He just wanted to put the whole thing in his mouth. But he had to sort of pretend he had manners. So we sort of, we ate it over a period of about a minute and a half. Uh, 84850, Toffo. No, it was like a Toffo. It did look like Toffo, but it was white. And it was mint. So I remember Toffo. Oh, Toffos, they were good, weren't they? <laughs> Toffo. Do you know the thing I mean, don't you? So it looked like a Toffo, but it was white. And it was wrapped in paper. And it was twisted at the ends. It was twisted at the ends. It wasn't... It was twisted, as opposed to Toffos, which are sort of folded over by the machine. This is twisted either side, so it looked like a little cream cracker thing. Driving me mad now. Somebody better come up with it, because otherwise, if, if, if I don't know within the next ten minutes, I'm not doing a free podcast. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Steve Allen in breach of contract. He didn't do a free podcast. I'm demanding my money back. It's free. It's free. Um, eight for eight five. Oh, do you know what they are? Were we near when we said Kendall? Were we near? They weren't. They definitely weren't Murray mints. They definitely weren't Murray mints. I know Murray mints were a different colour. <laughs> he says he wants to wait ten minutes so we don't have to do a free podcast. <laughs> they're not. They're not Murray mints because Murray mints were were brown, weren't they? Clarnico mint. No, I don't think they were. Show me a picture. Well, I, oh, I don't know. See, these look soft. £9.75. Though they're hard, are they? Oh, right. Well, it might be those. It might be those. Clarnico. I don't ever remember. Wait a minute. What else have we got here? I don't ever remember asking for Clarnico mint creams. But, you know, if these are hard, then they, they harden, they go soft. Like Kendall Mint. Oh, right. We've got loads of, lo- lots of calls for as well. Or it's people saying, no, please, please don't do a free podcast for today. <laughs> You're so mean. But I have to tell you, Clarendon Mints. Is that the ones that you've said? Clarendon. Clarendon Mints. God, it's so complicated life, isn't it, really? I must tell you yesterday, you know, I told you the story that I was, I was sort of, I had an epiphany. <laughs> I've had a few over the years. But this, this was a, an epiphany where uh, I gave money to a homeless person. And I don't do that. And I told a friend of mine and she said to me, she said, but you don't give money to homeless people. I said, no, I don't. I said, it's not my, I said, I don't think giving money solves any problem at all to somebody sitting by a cash point. But this particular girl looked like she had nothing left. Seriously, it was like the little match girl all over again. And um, I told the story about how I'd seen her uh, on the bank holiday Monday and it was raining and she was wet and I wrestled with my conscience and it was a toss up. Do I go and get the bus or do I go back and give her some money? And do I give her some change? No. So I, I gave her £10. And 
I, you know, I felt better having done it. And people said to me, that was a really nice gesture. A couple of people said, oh, she might have spent it on drugs. And I thought, I don't think so. She didn't look like she was on drugs. She told me people had pinched her blanket and they tried to set her on fire. Living on the streets isn't a lot of fun if you're a, if you're a girl. And so she had enough money to get into a shelter. And so that was good. I just thought nobody should be out. I mean, she looked, she looked, just looked wet, poor little soul. She looked like somebody needed to take her in and say, listen, here's some fresh, clean clothes. You put them on. Here's some new shoes. Here's some socks, you know, things like that. Here's, here's a new blanket or whatever. Or failing that, you know, if you owned a place, you'd go, listen, I'm going to give you a job. If you think you can, you can do something, because you seem like a decent person, I want to give you that start again. Seriously, we had people in tears writing into me yesterday. People saying I was so moved by the story. And I, I, I didn't drag it out in any way, shape or form. And I didn't do it to elicit any sort of, you know, those sort of thoughts about, oh, you've done something really good. Because I didn't think I'd done anything really good. It was just that she affected me. Because I thought that, you know, and I, I feel the same whenever I see elderly people on the streets. And sometimes you do see some elderly people. Don't ever go to places like Hong Kong or China. You'll see really poor people. You know, poor people who've got nothing, nothing at all. You know, and if you if you gave money to every child who was disabled and begging on the street, you'd have nothing. It's it's just a huge, immense problem. And and it's it does affect you. It really does affect you. I mean, no, I thought I was normally quite hard to things like that. I thought I was quite good because I see it all the time in London. I've seen it growing up in different countries as well. So I know exactly, you know, what I'm looking at. But this this girl obviously just touched something there. You might find <laughs> 20 years down the line. Well, I'm long since pushing up daisies. She'll she'll do a story of the page. She'll probably become some incredibly successful multimillionaire, and she'll say, "I remember that time I was scrounging for for cigarette ends, and, and this man came and gave me ten pounds, and that changed my life. I put that ten pounds on a horse, and it came in and ten million to one. I'm now a multimillionaire. That's that's the story you want. Never happens like that. Dan says they were just called spearmints. Peppermint? No, peppermint creams are soft. I know what peppermint creams are. My mother used to make peppermint creams. They're, they're, that's just a fondant that's gone a little bit hard, but not rock hard. Nuttalls Mintos, says Anton in Nottingham. Dreadful place. Garcia, full of students. Uh, it definitely wasn't uh, Nuttalls. It definitely wasn't. Mint lumps. <laughs> Mint lumps, says Vanessa. <laughs> Could have been a lump, actually. I don't know. <laughs> Everton mints? No. And CJ says, I bet you like marshmallows or Turkish delight uh, in white powder. I like uh, Morris in Liverpool spearmint chews. That sound. Can we see what spearmint chews look like? You see, I think they're spearmint. I have a feeling they're. Spe- <laughs> Honestly, I'm beginning to feel like a radio program that can't get an audience. Whereas, in fact, we know we've got a huge audience. No, they're definitely not those. But no, I know what those ones are. They always look a bit Christmassy to me. Those spearmint chews. No, these are definitely round. They're definitely round. I should have not started it now. Anyway, um, I do like. Fry's Turkish Delight, but I like it covered in chocolate. Oh, I know, I bet you hate that. Some people hate it. It's like some people don't like um, lychees because they go, they're too perfumed. Whereas I love lychees. I mean, I could eat lychees for ages and ages. And, um, and I do like marshmallows. I don't have them because they're all sugar and I don't have Turkish Delight either because it's very sugary and it's not particularly good for me. But the thing about diabetes is it, it does take you to different places. Seriously. I know that sounds really bizarre, but anybody who's a diabetic will tell you that you fluctuate, you go high and low. You can tell when I'm having one of my moments because things race through. You can't you can't get, you know, words out fast enough. It is it's a very odd, debilitating illness where you've got no idea from day to day how the day's gonna pan out, or in my case, how the programme's gonna pan out. You never know. Sometimes you say something and somebody says, You said that and I said, Did I? 
You have no idea. Depends how, how good or bad you're having with your diabetes. Quick time check for you. It's 4.30. Steve Allen on LBC. I wish I'd never mentioned the blasted mints. <laughs> got the producer at it now. The nearest to it is Clarnico Mint Cream, but these are not mint creams. A mint cream is semi-soft and goes very soft. It's a cream. That The, the clue is in it. These aren't. These are, these are rock hard. They're almost like rock, I suppose. And then you sort of, you, you chew. I suppose it could be chewy. Chewy mint creams kind of thing. Anyway, we'll, we'll come back to them in a moment. It's driving us mad here in the studio. It's driving you mad as well at home. I've got more texts and emails and I, I can shake a stick at, ladies and gentlemen. I've made what up? The sweet... No, definitely I haven't made them up, no. No, although I did... I remember saying to my mother one time, I said, oh, do you remember that nice car we used to have? And she said, we never had a car like that. I said, Mum, we did. And I was totally given... I do that now. I told you, I have, I have more senior moments now than I've had in a long while. And, uh, oh, we managed to sort out the birthday the other day. Remember I said I forgot a friend of mine's birthday? And she was very hurt. She said, you never even sent me a text. I said, I know. I said, sometimes I can't remember these things. It just People have to remind me two days beforehand. If my, if my godchildren stand any chance of getting a birthday card, their mum needs to phone me and go, do not forget it's so-and-so's birthday today or whatever. Oh, look, the Beckhams, the shy retiring Beckhams in the paper today. And uh, here's doting dad. Dave, carrying his daughter Harper. She has the inability to walk, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, they all went... Uh, oh, they'd been to Disneyland. And then they were seen at LAX Airport. She looks as miserable as sin. And uh, this time they're all wearing sunglasses, which is good. And uh, Dave's got Legend of Football Award. Even though, you know, is, he retired probably at the best time, I would think. Now, do you remember the story we did, what is it, a week ago? Two weeks ago on the programme. Of a girl called Davina Ward. Davina Ward goes to the gym. And she turned up in a in a Costa, and she was wearing um, a sports bra and leggings. And they served her, and they went, I'm sorry, you've, you've got to leave. You're not appropriately dressed for this place. And, of course, she had a bit of a meltdown. I said, well, you're just against people who go to the gym. And, uh, and I said, no, you do not go into a Costa or any place like that wearing a sports bra. You're a dirty, unclean person. Because you're wearing the same stuff you've just... No, it's not those. It's not spearmint shoes. I've told you before, it's not chews. The word chew does not come into it. It really doesn't. He's now going to every old-fashioned sweetie line. Isn't it funny? Palmer Violets. You remember Palmer Violets, ladies and gentlemen? I used to love Palmer Violets. And Refreshers. They had a bit of a zing to them, didn't they? Refreshers were quite nice, actually. I don't, want to, don't, don't start sending me pictures of your favourite sweets, please. This is not the Christo programme. This is Steve Allen. We get slightly more upmarket. And uh, so anyway, so people were talking in the Metro the other day about this, this woman who was asked to cover up when she went to Costa in her gym kit. And she's quite right. You know, she shouldn't be going there uh, because she'd been working out in this. She must have stank to high heaven because what you do, it's a standard of decency. As I pointed out on the programme, I don't go swimming in Richmond Pool in my Speedos, hold that image, and then wander into my local Starbucks to wear a pair of flip-flops and Speedos. And, you know, you might do it when you're abroad. If you're abroad and you're at a beach, then you wander into the beach cafe and that's fine, but you don't do it in the high street. And, uh, and somebody says here from Birmingham, it's common sense not to go in a cafe dress like that. The girl is just an exhibitionist. Oh, a silly exhibitionist. And then uh, Nick in Peterborough says, I don't want to sit in the sweat of these people who are too lazy to shower and change their clothes after a gym workout. Oh, dear. And somebody here says, I'm a gym trainer and I always get changed before I go and get my coffee. What would Davina Ward have done if a clumsy person had spilt hot coffee on her? And after her gym session, did she even consider the body odours that linger in gym clothing? No, 
She was going, oh, they don't like people who go to gyms, which, of course, was the ignorant answer to it. No, the answer is she was too bone-idle to actually uh, go and have a shower. So, again, I was proved right. I don't like to be right all the time. I find it, I, I find it a little bit disturbing, but uh, I've managed to accept it. Um, uh, Dan and Danny and the girls, he says, Wednesday is upon us, which means one thing. Three weeks of fun in the sun and rain has come to an end. Sad to be leaving Florida but good to get home. Just praying the flight takes off tonight. Has currently already been delayed by a couple of hours as they play catch-up with the previous day's flights delayed by the storms. Need to get back as back at work on Thursday night. Hope you're well, he says, and uh, not sure if you've got the postcard yet. I haven't. Actually, yesterday we had, but I'll I'll look forward to it. Uh, Yesterday we had a disaster. We were on the train back from Waterloo and uh, we get to North Sheen and it stops. And we sit there and then the guard comes on and says, terribly sorry, uh, there's an incident. I'll keep you updated. So we sit there and then he says, um, somebody's fallen in front of a train in the Twickenham area. And uh, somebody had fallen in front. Now, whether they did it deliberately, I don't know. But of course, that then backed up all the trains. And so we sat there. Then we moved forward after about 15, 20 minutes to Richmond. And it was at that moment he said, we're being held here again because the next you've got another station, then you've got Twickenham. But if somebody fell onto the lines in front of a train... It's it's not going to be the best thing, is it, at all? So uh, we got the bus. The buses were heaving, absolutely heaving. It was uh, it was very interesting, very, very interesting. But uh, I just feel sorry for people who, um, who sort of either feel depressed and they have to do something like that. And it's always after a bank holiday, isn't it? People do it and you think, so you were that fed up that day, you were that depressed, there was nobody to talk to. There's obviously no sort of care out there in the community for people who just, I mean, I don't know, I don't know anything about the person. I'm just purely guessing at the moment on on how bad it can be. Karen says, were they toffos? No, no, toffo would be toffee. These are mint. They're definitely mint. And I can remember them as it'll happen before the end of the programme. Uh, I, I couldn't help, says Val, checking out the Golden Line website after the story and picture of the lovely birthday cake for your brother. What wonderful customer service and hospitality from the landlady. And um, and then I clicked on their Christmas Day menu as an idea for your family's festive meal. Did the landlady even have a clue who you were and how much free publicity? No, not a clue. I never tell anybody. And also, I'm down in Winchester. It never occurs to me that anybody might have heard who I was down in Winchester. Doesn't doesn't make any... But I tell you, it didn't take long for them to get back to me. Literally within minutes of me tweeting, she was uh, she was on, on the Twitter back going, thank you so much. You know, it was lovely to do for you. And I thought that's that's what being a landlady is nowadays. nowadays. That was in Winchester. It's on my uh, on my Twitter feed, which is at Steve Allen show. But uh, I didn't do it. You know, we, 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 we got the cake for free for my brother, but we shared it with everybody else in there. And then they said, should we wrap it up and let you take it? We went, no, seriously, no, share it out amongst the staff. Seriously, it was such a nice gesture, and that's and that's and you remembered it. And luckily, I'm in the fortunate position of having a radio program that is listened to by thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon. You see the spike, you know how many people are there. It's it's huge, and um, and so it was just a nice gesture. And I think if somebody does a nice gesture, you you just sort of say nice things about them. Why not? I just she thought we we were great too, so that was good. Silver mints says Pauline. Silver mints. What are silver mints? What are silver mints? Keeping him busy. He's never had so much action, I'm telling you. Normally at this time of the morning, he doesn't do anything like that. Silver mints. We'll have a look at those ones. And uh, I think Welsh mint... These, I think these mints are loss in dance. 
<laughs> I've never even heard of Lossindan. What the God? That's probably some terribly rude name in Welsh. The wrapped in twisted wax paper. He said, by the way, what a lovely pub the Golden Lion is. Lovely flowers and hospitality. We liked it. They were just, they, they went the extra bit. They went the extra bit. Seriously, I'd, you know, which is what you like. Um, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, one here. Uh, in uh, Denmark, says Haley uh, Mortensen, uh, we have, sorry, I don't know why I went into that. We have some mints called Vinto, wrapped in white with blue writing. <laughs> I wish I'd never started it. I really wish I'd never started Mint cream, says Chris. No, definitely not. Definitely not creams. Definitely not creams at all. Um, Steve. And da, 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 da. thought you might be interested after yesterday's cream story. Today got an email proportioning to be from a toothbrush maker stating they're looking for testers and free products. Nothing to do with them. And the website itself uh, is uh, probably doing the rounds. I got one yesterday. I had to phone up a friend of mine to say, is this spam? And I'll tell you exactly what it was, because you might have had it as well. It was very interesting. Wait a minute. Let's see if I can find this blooming thing. It came in yesterday. Now, when did it come in? Because I, I immediately, I, I'm very good at checking these uh, these things out because I want to know. I want to know what something is. I want to know if it's uh, if it's genuine or I want to know if it's spam, and and I want to know all about it. And this one was an interesting one because it looked like it was something else. And wait a minute, have I gone too far on that one? Yeah, I might have gone to. I'll, I'll have to find it later because it basically said app. And it purported to be, it didn't actually come from uh, Apple, but it said, uh, you've uh, downloaded an app, we're going to charge you thirty nine ninety nine for it. And it was, of course, a company I'd never heard of. When you first look at it, you think to yourself, ah, I think this could be spam. But I wasn't entirely sure. I wasn't entirely sure. And so I had to, I had to check on it to find out uh, that, A, it wasn't from Apple, and B, I hadn't bought any. And what it said, if this is not you, click here. And what they wanted, they wanted you to give your details. They wanted you to give your passwords and stuff like that. Which, of course, people would, thinking, oh, wait a minute. I've seen this here, and obviously they've got the wrong person. And so, consequently, uh, I better fill in my details. The answer is, don't fill in your details with any of these sites. Because what they are, they're, they're just trying to get your details for you to give them details and then they uh, then they use them and they probably ask for silly things like you know do you have uh, your your bank account details which you've put in and that's what you mustn't do you must never go back onto these uh, sites and uh, and sort of help ah here we go here we go it says your app id see you think apple you see in your mind apple your app id was just used to download GPS navigation, be on road, from the App Store on a computer or device that had not previously been associated with that app ID. Order number, gives you a number, order total thirty five ninety nine. If you initiated this download, you can disregard this email. This is how they, how they get you. So, of course, if you're an elderly person, you might be fooled by it. It was only sent to alert you in case you didn't initiate the download yourself. If you did not initiate the download, we recommend you go to cancellation form to cancel this order so you go to cancellation order and you suddenly realize that it's spam so uh, so that's it so be very careful if you see anything that says app store on it crooks okay it's got nothing to do there is no gps navigation there is nothing at all and the cancellation form oh i've got the wrong thing now uh will sort of take you to completely the wrong place so uh my advice is delete it immediately 
I've now deleted everything on my computer. I've now completely lost the will to live. So I'll tell you very quickly, it's quarter to five. Steve Allen on LBC. Morning, a very nice to be company. So I'm now sick to death of people talking about mints. Ash says Murray mints, Curious M&S mints, Trevor Bassett mints, Trebor Bassett mints. And so it goes on. And then Wayne... <laughs> no, it's none of these things. It's none of these things. And and then Steve sent me things which, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm seriously losing the will to live. <laughs> seriously am. Linda says, Nuttles, Mintos. Trust me, Google them. Red and white wrapper. Terry says, mm, maybe not. Uh, Janet says, I think they were Mintos. And then uh, Terry says, they're Mintola. No, Mintola are chocolate with the minty filling. I know, I know what they are. And... <laughs> I'm just giving up. I've got more pictures of mints now. Thank you very much indeed, which is very sweet of you. Uh, Ash came up with the best ones. I think I've had the last ones that you've mentioned. Mind you, look as though you've had them as well. Uh, Jan. Oh, sorry. Jan was talking about something else. And Pauline said, um, I'm, I'm awake on holes in North Wales with Paulie Child. Thank you. Oh, it's awful, is it? Paulie Child. I always say it depends how old they are. I always think, you know, a little bit of night nurse. And uh, always, always sorts things out, doesn't it, in the last feed. Uh, so my friend Jez, he doesn't know where he is half the time, poor soul. And um, and everybody else. I was, I, let me just go through some more of these texts and emails which have come in this morning. It's one of those busy days today. You know why? Because you've all managed to, to get into work. Well done yesterday, which was great. And, uh, and at 10 to 5 in the morning you're going, oh, it's Wednesday. So it means we're actually halfway through the... Uh, the, the week already, and then you've got to go. Uh, Imperial Mint says Wendy. No, they're called Mint Imperials, and no, uh, because they, they've got a soft centre. Uh, Nuttall's Mintos goes Taxi Terry from Romford. You would be in Romford, wouldn't you? Out of all the places to be in. Mint Imperial says Anne. No, they were never wrapped. They were never wrapped, far as I know. Are they Tavernous Spearmint, says Terry again. You must get a life. You really must get a life. Uh, Barry says, I think you're thinking of Mint Imperials. What is it? Is there some campaign on Mint Imperials? <laughs> there isn't, I promise you. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, another one, let's go back onto your... Uh, that's on the uh, the uh, the emails, the text. Wait a minute, let me just um, hear one here. Mint Crumbly says... No, I know what they were. I know what Mint Crumblies are. And they're... Yes, no, it was waxed paper. <laughs> it keeps putting up pictures on there. I think it. I haven't made them up, I promise you. I don't make things up. I don't need to make things up. This is not the Christo programme. I want you to understand this. I don't make things up. It's just it's now beginning to annoy me. <laughs> Didn't annoy me before. Uh, no, no more mints after 5am. The producer's going to ban everybody who ever writes anything about mints. Uh, apparently... Uh, Everton Football Club called the Toffees because they were established for and on behalf of the Barker and Dobson Sweetie Company. Whole tranches of land in the area owned by Barker and Dobson. Well, there used to be two two Sweetie shops outside. One was Ma somebody's toffee place, and that's why they were called the Toffees, I think. Uh, CJ says, I used to enjoy eating flying saucers. Yes, I used to. You can still buy them. I can go to Costco and get a big jar of those. They're quite nice, actually. Uh, Graham and Ealing, Trebor Spearmint Mintos, Hard Sugar Outer, Light Green Chewy Centre. Pardon me. The nearest one to them appears to be Clarnico Mints. The nearest one to them appears to be Clarnico Mints. Uh, Jude's come up with the mint crumblies as well. And the toffee mint cakes from Terry and Finchley. Sounds quite nice, actually. And uh, that incident, says Diana, was at Witten Station. My friend was stuck at that end. Many emerg- emergency vehicles blocking the high street, so the traffic was held up too. All oh, right, that's why they didn't say at Twickenham. They said in the Twickenham area. But I think some of the trains were terminating at 
Twickenham. Fatty and in Gateshead. Fatty and... Says the mints are Murray mints. Uh, no, they're not. No, they're not. I know what they are. I know all of these things here. Uh, what was the, the mystery flavour from the packet of Spangles? I love Spangles. They don't make Spangles anymore, do they? I don't think. I used to love the, the winter, winter mixture. Um, another one here. Mintos, says Tina. No, mint humbugs. No, humbugs. See, I like that idea, humbugs. Buttermints, that sounds right. I'll tell you what I really do like. I'll tell you what I really do like. And if I was going to have sweets now, I like... Um, oh, what do they call it now? I forgot, I forgot what they call it. It came in a little silver wrapper. And it was... It's a bit like a Werther's original. Only it was in a, a little tablet form. And they were quite nice as well. They, in fact, they, they were actually really nice. I like anything like that. I'm, I'm quite easy to please. I'm, 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 a, I'm a dead cheap date. And my bus driver yesterday, and he's going to kill me for this, because as I got off the bus, he said something to me, and I can't remember what he said. My memory and attention span is about a minute. And he said something to me. I got on the bus, went, hi. He went, hi, Steve. And then I got off the bus, he said, oh, Steve. And then he said something, and I lost it. I got off the bus, I went, yeah, OK. And I completely forgot what it was. Doesn't help, does it, really? Um, uh, Alan is listening to this programme on the bus. You get free Wi-Fi on the buses. Do you really? I got it in the car this morning. Free, free Wi-Fi. Stuart's working in London. Well, somebody's got to be. There's millions of you working in London. Millions of you. Fox's Glacier Mint, says Sandra, who's obviously still on the medication. And Peter in Buckhurst Hill says Pascal Mints. No. No to both of those. Oh, good news. You wanted some good news this morning. Uh, model, laughingly called, Danielle Lloyd has bagged herself a new boyfriend. God, it doesn't take her long, does it? She sort of wanders through them like most people wander through a supermarket, picking things up and putting them down again. So she's found some. The mum of three, class act. She was the racist, of course. And she was married to a, a love rap footballer. And then somebody tried to sell pictures of her on the internet. I always say to, you know, to anybody who can be bothered to listen, you know, which is quite a lot of people nowadays, uh, that, if you, um, that, that if you end up taking pictures of yourself in flagrante or, somebody, or you allow somebody to take pictures of you, there's a very good chance when you fall out they're going to put them on the internet. In fact, I do believe there are actual sites devoted to internet revenge porn where people will put up pictures of their boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever it happens to be and you think to yourself well you know if you don't want to see these things online don't don't make them in the first place you know the saddest thing ever is watching sort of uh, say watching um jordan and dane bowers i mean really i mean so tacky so tacky. Or even as tacky, I suppose, as Pamela Anderson. But they've all done these things, haven't they? It seems to be the thing now. You know, you've got to make some sort of sex tape. I just don't, I just don't quite get it, actually. Perhaps I come from a different generation where, you know, we used to do line drawings. It used to take a little bit longer. But there again, most things took a lot longer years and years ago. Uh, I do love the story of the, uh, the motorist. Nearly waved goodbye to his car. Apparently he was... Um, he's, he's a Russian... A uh, very rich person who sat nav took him onto a beach, and he got caught on the beach. And a Land Rover was towed out of the mud flat, uh, mud flats in Breen in Somerset after the sat nav sent the driver there. But this uh, this uh, poor young Russian thicko takes his Bentley onto the beach. Takes him five hours to get it off again. I'd have been happier if it disappeared under the sands, but that's just me. Um, Marcus Person is a man in the paper today. Is that that's him there? And he's, he's looking for, for Pete. He can't find anybody. 
He can't find anybody. He wrote one of the best-selling video games ever. He says fame and fortune have made him lonely and bored. Um, he, <laughs> he moans he has nothing to do all day. He sold his... Wait for this. This makes him very appealing. He sold his gaming business for £1.6 billion. £1.6 billion. Hear it again. £1.6 billion. He whines that partying with celebs is tiresome. He says his girlfriend has dumped him for a normal guy. And the balding, chubby Swede even admits watching his reflection in the monitor of his Beverly Hills mansion. His grumblings in blogs and on Twitter saw him roundly ridiculed. One user blasted, This billionaire doesn't know how lucky he is. Try being poor. Another wrote, Get a life, sad man. Give your money to the poor. But uh, his, uh, his building block game, Minecraft... Uh, he did in his 20s. It's played by more than 100 million people. I've never heard of it. Have you heard of it? Minecraft. Is it well known? I've only ever heard of Tetris and Pac-Man and stuff like I used to love Pac-Man, but I used to... I have to be honest, I could scream like like a girl because I hated being chased. I've got a dread fear about being chased. It, it's a recurring theme in some of my odd dreams if I've had cheese before I go to bed. And you... Um, and, and sort of Pac-Man, would you just come up behind me and go, no, what's that one? Is that the game? Oh, that's Minecraft. I've never even heard of it. Do you blow things up in it? Oh, right, don't. It's just called Minecraft because you're in a mine, are you, I'm assuming? Oh, right, you're not in a mine. You you mine for... Oh, right, you build little worlds and houses and farm. Oh, sounds riveting. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm bored even hearing about the game. I'm not surprised he's bored. You know, I mean, it is possible to have all the money in the world and be bored. It is. I mean, I promise you, I've spoken to more people. I know of somebody very, very famous who's very, very, very rich. And he's bored. In fact, he was bored from the age of 24 because he had all this money at the age of 24. And he was bored. And he, he, he had a breakdown and it, it just things didn't go at all well for him. He was very, very disappointed. Very disappointed in life because he'd almost peaked too soon, which is not good, is it? Not good. Here we go. Um, uh, this is the bride dumped three months after saying, I do. And there's a picture of her. And uh, she looks devastated. To be honest with you, if I had a bad hairstyle like that, I'd feel pretty devastated too. And she was dumped for uh, for somebody else. Cruel hubby left me for a guest at our wedding. It's a bit of an old chav wedding. I don't want to sort of make too much out of it, but the, but the bride isn't the best looking you've ever seen. And the friend who uh, who was cheated, who, who's, who's cheating on her, uh, doesn't look so, so hot either. Oh, can I just um, offer you some advice? Children under the age of 10 should be legally barred from owning a smartphone. Somebody else as well. Was it a fire officer who was in one of the papers today saying that if you've got a phone, do not charge it in bed. Some people put their phone under the pillow and charge it there. There is the danger that it could sort of overheat and set the pillow on fire. I just mention it now. I just mentioned it because they said that nobody's sort of nobody's sort of advising people on these sort of things. So I'm advising you now to be very, very careful. Uh, coming up very shortly, it'll be the news at uh, five o'clock and then we'll wander through some more. I'll tell you about the revenge porn woman who walks. I say woman. I thought it was a bloke to start with, but it's the first woman to be prosecuted under new revenge porn laws has walked free. It's all a little bit tragic. Eleven million pounds on trying to find Madeleine McCann. No clues. Nothing. Not a lead. Not a fingerprint. Nothing. Gaffney, back on EastEnders. Wellard 2, apparently, the dog is killed. The curse of Strictly hits again. Already one of the celebrities, used term loosely, um, their marriage has uh, finished. The migrants laying siege to Budapest. The good news is they're heading for Germany. They don't want to come here. Uh, the revenge porn woman walks. I'll come to that one in a moment. Janice Dickinson collapses in the diary room. Such a drama queen. Uh, strapped for cash, pay with your jacket. The lollipop lady attacked by a thug. 
and the stress of work means women now only live four years longer than men. I'm Steve Allen. That and more is next. This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation with Steve Allen. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Steve Allen on LBC. Morning, everybody. It's coming up four minutes past five. It's Wednesday morning. It's the 2nd of September. £11 million the police have spent on looking for Madeleine McCann. They are no nearer now than they were when they started. There are no clues. There are no suspects. There is no nothing. Do we cut it back? Who knows? The curse of Strictly hits already. Uh, the revenge porn woman who walks free. Not a nice story. Janice Dickinson collapses in the diary room. A wasp sting can kill cancers, we're told. The tributes are pouring in to Beverly's sister Joy, part of the uh, the trio. She's died at the age of 91. And Agatha Christie's most controversial whodunit is voted her best. That's this morning. Oh, the welfare cheat who could barely walk spends benefits on 19 holidays. We name and shame the old crook this morning. Sue Perkins admits to having a brain tumour for eight years. Bill Turnbull's going to quit breakfast to look after his bees. And the safety deposit firm, Hit and Hatton Jewellery Heist, has closed. Uh, all of that, and we're still dealing with an awful lot of people and mint problems. Uh, Ash says I'd give up now. Oh, I, I, I totally agree with you, I mean, to be honest with you. Uh, Anthony says mint balls and Mitchum, Mitchum mints. Mitchum mints. That sounds likely, doesn't it? Mitchum mints. What do they look like? We should make, make the producer find them. I think they're Mitchum mints. I don't know why that name has just struck a chord. Mitchum mints. Mitchum, I think. I don't know. Mit, Mitchum mints. M-I-T-C-H-U-M mints. Come to mint for being wrapped and rough and ready, says Tony. I like a rough and ready to- uh, like a rough and ready Tony. I like a rough and ready mint. We shall find them. We shall find... Oh, they're coming... Oh. Listen, I'm a little bit... Uh... Oh, no, they're far too posh. They look... Well, the ones I'm looking at here. Are these Mitchum mints? Oh, right. There's an empty jar. That's not very useful, is it? An empty jar of Mitchum... Mitchum... <laughs> what have we got? We found deodorant. He's not helping, is he, really? But uh, it, it could be... I don't know. Mitchum mint sounds... I don't know. Does it sound likely? <laughs> to be... That was a text that came in. Mitchum mints. Could be wrong. I mean, it, it might be taking me down a different path. I'm not too sure, actually. Callard and Bowser toffees. No, but it was Callard and Bowser's. And um, mint lumps, says Chris, sold by weight. I don't think they were sold by weight. Oh, Miguel says, when you left the bus yesterday, I thanked you for mentioning about that scam about Stemologica. Oh, thank you. I'm so sorry. Honestly, it went in one ear and it, it came out the other side. And it's, oh, this was, do you remember this was, oh dear, this, this was, this was a scam, but it was, it was a scam relying on the fact that you hadn't read the small print. And of course, as most of us don't read the small print, a lot of people can get caught up in it. It was a face cream. They were offering free samples. And so if you, like me, see the word free sample, you think free. Unfortunately, as I pointed out before, there's very little that's free unless they physically pushed it into your hand standing on the street and they give it to you and you walk away with it. That's free as far as I'm concerned, or theft if you're doing it from a shop. And so, consequently, they were sending this cream out. Thousands of people got it. And uh, they said, if you sent it back, uh, they'd give you money back. Unfortunately, they charged you for postage and packing, and they charged you on your credit card. So they've got your credit card details. You don't have to be there to have something charged to your credit card. If you read the small print, it said that if you sent it back and it was opened, 
Uh, they were going to charge you 90-something pounds, wasn't it, Miguel? It was some. It was 90-something pounds. And, and then it was recurring, because every month they sent you more stuff, and it was 69 quid a month or something. And so a lot of people were sending back, and they were going, well, no, it's, it's been opened. They go, well, what's the point of sending me a sample to look at? And I said, be very careful. Lots of people will get caught over this one. And it turns out lots of people have been caught over it. So if it sounds too good to be true, my hard and fast rule is it is too good to be true. Revenge porn. You know what revenge porn is. This is where you go out with somebody and you take pictures of them in a compromising position uh, or whatever it happens to be. And then all of a sudden the relationship finishes and you think, right, if they finished with you, I'm going to get my own back. Years ago, you'd have sort of shouted at them. Uh, Now, because of revenge porn, you've probably got pictures on your phone. Many of you appear to have. I personally don't have. Well, not of me, anyway. And uh, so, <laughs> two of the postmen, one of the milkmen. And uh, so, it, people then put these post, uh, post pictures up online. Paige Mitchell is the first woman to be prosecuted under new revenge porn laws. She was given a suspended jail term for posting naked snaps of her ex-girlfriend online. Jobless Mitchell, there's a blooming surprise looking at the state of her, had um, shoved and slapped her partner of 14 months, Rebecca Brinkley, during a row. The pair then separated. Mitchell uploaded four images of her ex, captioned with humiliating insults. She claimed Rebecca accused her of having an affair and she'd acted in self-defence when... She's a nasty little piece of work, this one here. Rebecca was alerted to the photos uh, five days after she left the home they shared in Stevenage with her child. They were online for 30 minutes. In a statement, Rebecca said the snaps made her embarrassed to walk down the street. But this is uh, Paige Mitchell. I mean, she's a nasty little piece of work, isn't she? She admitted assault... Mitchell claimed Rebecca had done the same thing to her using a fake Facebook account. I mean, jobless. I mean, you can only assume just bone bloody idle looking at the pictures. Anyway, she got six weeks jail for the photos and two weeks for the assault suspended for 18 months. The judge said posting these photographs on the Internet was a highly vindictive invasion of privacy. Well, no more than you expect from this bit of pond life called Paige Mitchell. I don't know. What's the point of sort of wasting court's time going into court? First person to be prosecuted. She gets found guilty. And they give her a suspended sentence. Where where is the... I mean, what deterrent is that? There is no deterrent. I mean, you know, anybody can be found guilty of these things. And it just means that you put them into court and you get a picture of this bit of pond life on there. But yet she's walked free, so she's laughing. Ha, 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 ha. I did it, but I've walked free. And you think to yourself, no, no, no. There's got to be some sort of deterrent, hasn't there? Uh, Here he is, the crude liar, they've called him. He's in most of the papers today. The benefit fraudster... Kevin McKenty, 64, lived the high life. And uh, he was visit- here he is with his wife, Pauline. He told officials he couldn't, couldn't walk any more than three metres. We find them all the time that I can't walk. And nobody ever checks. Nobody ever checks at all. And he couldn't, couldn't even lift a pen. It's like, ah, 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 ah. So they gave him money. In fact, over the years, uh, he got uh, £70,000. It's great, isn't it, to be a fraudster? But anyway, he's been caught. And he went to Barbados, Brazil, Venice, the Canary Islands, and uh, he went on three cruises a year. He also enjoyed long bike rides several times a year. His 13-year scam, that's how easy it is to fool these people in the benefits office. 13 years. They must be deaf, dumb and blind in there. He's been uh, jailed for two years after being convicted of benefit fraud following a trial. He comes from Birkenhead. He went on 17 cruises, two Australian holidays. He fleeced 68 grand. Liverpool Crown Court was told he also made fraudulent benefit claims in the name of his wife, Pauline. She was not charged. 
I mean, where does she think the money came from? You have to ask yourself the question, don't you? So, £70,000, 19 luxury holidays. Anyway, two years in prison. And no more. No more money, no more nothing. At the age of 64, you head into your twilight years with a criminal record over your head. What a fool. What a fool. Terrible. 84850, Steve at lbc.curl. Jules. Is that how it's pronounced? Is it Jules? Honestly, I'm getting worse and worse, aren't I, at the moment? I've got no idea. Jules. Miguel. Sorry, Miguel. And uh, Irish Sean says, Milky Mints. No, now you know that we've already decided now. The producers made a decision. No, no more mint stories at all. I keep reading. I know. I can't help it. I'm strangely drawn to tweets and things like that. Janice Dickinson, mad as a fruitcake, mad as a Kendall fruitcake, was forced to leave the Big Brother house after collapsing in the diary room. Her fingers were severely swollen after a bee stung them. She said they've turned black. She begged show bosses for an EpiPen, an injection to treat, before she fell to the floor. And she was taken to hospital on Monday. I don't know why they put her in there. I mean, I don't know how old this poor creature is, but, I mean, she was, she's always been slightly barking mad. In fact, not even slightly barking mad. She's been very barking mad. Oh, guess who's making a reappearance? Princess Diana's former butler entered the celebrity Big Brother house last night for a week-long task. He'll teach the US housemates how to act as servants so they can pander to their British co-stars. He says he'll not be intimidated. He says, I, in his super sneery way, I've met some of the world's most important people. I wouldn't be intimidated by them. And I won't be intimidated by the people in the house. I'm not a quitter. You won't hear me swear. You won't see me naked. But I'm not shy and I stand up for what I think. Yes, of course, Diana called him her rock. Or did she? There's never been any evidence to support this at all. So we, we just sort of buy into it, don't we? We go, oh, yes, Diana was the, uh, was the rock. Um, uh, Dan says... You really need to go to our shop in Poole in Dorset. They're, they're called the Pink Sugar Mouse. Do you remember Pink Sugar Mice with that piece of string for the tail? Do you remember them? Was it just me again? Am I the only one who remembers these things? But you do pink and white sugar mice. I think I had a few. I think I had. He says, we do do some gluten-free, some for diabetics. We make our own fudge. Even Marmite fudge. Oh, Dan, please, not Marmite fudge. At uh, the, the pinksugarmouse.com. That's sweet. I always love these names, actually. I bought... I, I remember going onto the um, uh, the website. I think it's a quarter of. There's lots of these shops that sell what they call retro sweets now. Makes you feel terribly old when you look at them and you think, I'm, I'm sorry, I used to buy these things. Um, did you inadvertently look for that poor girl yesterday when you left work? Um... No, but somebody said to me, do you think she's going to be hanging around outside the front door? Do you think she knows who you are, Steve, because you've mentioned her on the radio? No, she wasn't there yesterday. I don't feel, I don't feel any, anything about giving her the money at all. I just thought she needed £10 more than I needed £10. And before you all start writing in, it reduced a lot of people to tears because it was just, it was the little match girl. It was the little girl. I mean, if it had been snowing, she could have had the contents of my wallet. Seriously, it was, it was that... That's straight. You know, you look at somebody and you feel that you're not you're not looking through them. You're looking at them and you're thinking you're a human being. I don't say that for everybody. Believe you me, I'm, I'm the most hard person out there. You know, people go, oh, have you got some money? You know, they sit there and there's little plaintive voices with a dog on a mat going, oh, have you got some spare change? And I think, have you got laryngitis? Why can't you speak properly? Do you have some spare change? No. Can you stand up? Why are you sitting down? That's why you've not got a job. You're sitting down. Stand up. Try and be big and brave. Go and get some big issues. Do something, for God's sake. Don't just sit on a mat by a cash point. Have you got any spare change? No, it only dispenses tenors and twenties. Of course I haven't got any spare change. 
I do ask you the daftest questions. Quarter past five. EC. Look at the team at seven this morning. As a young family are detained in Turkey, what should we do with Brits suspected of fleeing to Syria? Next week's planned tube strikes are off for now and will be a bit Britain's biggest tip. That's Nick and the team from 7 after the morning news with Lisa Aziz, Vincent Moss. Sunday Mirror political editor is looking at the papers for today. Uh, Dennis very kindly sends me uh, something to put on the PC. Enter all the dates in it and you won't forget anything, although you have to remember to check your emails. Actually, it's one thing I am good at checking. I, I can check emails on a, on a regular basis. Uh, Noreen says, we went to Hatfield the other day and they had a mini market, a stall with loads of jars of old-fashioned sweeties. I got sherbet lemons, sugar-free sherbet lemons. I used to love biting into a sherbet lemon. <laughs> Take your teeth out and your fillings and everything else. Uh, safe journey to Dan and the family. We met him and Danny at Twickenham Lights before the girls were born many years ago. About six. Yes, quite a long time, isn't it? Quite a long time ago. And um, silver mints were like polos, but in a blue pack and silver writing on the side. Mum used to buy them, says Paul. I do remember the mints. You're on about them. Two people having those mints you like back in the day, but they were in their 80s and 90s. A bit like Toffo. They were a bit like Toffo. That's what I thought they were like anyway. Only they weren't, they weren't toffee, quite clearly. They were actually mints. <laughs> 84850 uk. I see that Katie Hopkins has managed to get her, uh, her teeth into Celebrity Big Brother. Well, I say celebrity. This is, this is the way she's seeing it at the moment. Not that anybody's watching. Jenna Jameson, fun to watch and quick to anger. She's one of the most entertaining housemates. Don't res- disrespect the Queen of Porn. Uh, James Hill. Housemates get jealous if one man gets too much attention and Jenna is coaching James to not be the centre of the uh, action. Farah Abraham, an argumentative uh, creature, would start a fight with her own reflection. Austin Armacost, spat on by Janice Dickinson. Oh, what a disgusting woman she is. Uh, she had Sleep deprivation, curious thing to see on somebody whose face is backwards. Uh, Natasha Hamilton, pretending to sleep through a blazing shout-down was a spineless act. Dear Daniel Baldwin, really thinks he's the uh, Buddha of the house, all-seeing, all-thinking and wise. In truth, he's the dull uncle you try to avoid at the wedding. Bobby Davro, useless, useless, useless. Bobby has no idea how to control shouty Americans. Why do the Brits all seem so weak this season? Fat man Scoop, not long until Scoop goes on to shutdown mode. Chloe Jasmine and Stevie Ritchie. I mean, he's got... When we saw him in a little pair of Speedos the other day, I mean, Mike, we thought he was wearing a fat suit, but apparently not. His legs really are that size. She's so insecure, she's managed to Velcro herself to a man who fits into a pair of kid-sized Speedos. Yes, she's very insecure. I um, mean, just sit... They don't... She doesn't do anything at all. Useless. Totally useless. Sherry Hewson, now addicted to toast. She's going to gain two stone. Get her out before she becomes more carbs than woman. Chris Ellison, she thinks he's a real bore, I'm afraid. She said, give him a task, get him to do something. And Gail Porter, otherwise known as bald person too. Crying, shouting, I'm beginning to understand why, when she split up with her husband, it made her hair fall out. Which is probably the cruelest thing you can ever write about anybody. But uh, no, n- not all there. Not all there in the, in the brain department. She shouldn't have gone in at all. They should, have, they should have ditched her on the outside. She wasn't much cop, you know, when she went on to anything else. So I don't know why they even bothered putting in the house. She was boring years ago. And uh, Diana says, I couldn't sleep, so I made another attempt at the evening standard cryptic crossword. I've just finished it for the first time ever. Woo! Now no chance of uh, sleeping at all listening to this programme. I know. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't bode well, does it? 
It doesn't bode well, you know, when people say, I do try and sleep, but I just can't at all. Um, they're talking a lot on the internet about the mother who's been uh, held over in Turkey. We don't want her back here, thank you very much indeed. We absolutely don't want... You know, the kids, I think you have to sort of send them back to their father. And uh, that'll probably cost us an arm and a leg. And then her, she can stay out there as far as I'm concerned. Why would you want to bring somebody back? She's quite clearly been radicalised, doesn't want to be here. What's the point? What's the point of bringing her back? Uh, Shah's stock revelation... Shah's star's shock revelation... And this is Sue Perkins. She's been living with a brain tumour eight years. So it's not like it's just come on. And uh, she's got uh, a pituitary gland growth, which stops her having kids. She says it screws up my hormones. She was diagnosed with it whilst filming the Super Sizes show. It was ages ago, wasn't it, really? And so that's the, uh, the story here. And um, she's 45. She says, I'm lucky it's benign. And um, she's been living with it and it's left her unable to have children. But that's it. That's it. I don't know how long she's been with her girlfriend. Uh, Anna is her girlfriend. I think uh, she's got a programme on the television as well. But I don't think they've been together very long. Oh, there we are, since 2013. So no, not a long time at all, really. So give it a little bit longer, please. Uh, Google's got a new uh, user's logo. And it's got everybody going, well, I have to be honest. I mean, I, I, I do use Google all the time. I found it one of the best search engines. And uh, I'm sure there are other ones other people use, but I like Google and it seems to work for me. I can find everything out on Google. I think it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, another one here. Five million pounds from the NHS. That's what they want to keep workers fit. Everybody's obsessed with this fitness, aren't they? Absolutely. I went to bed really early last night because I was very tired. And uh, sometimes, I think sometimes the diabetes makes you feel a bit, a little bit tired. You know, once, once, once I'm in full flow, I'm fine. I can, I can, I can motor quite nicely. But the moment I sit down, um, you know, then you sort of go, oh, God, you know, what do I do now? What do I do now? And you generally go to sleep. I find it quite, quite easy to actually go to sleep. Not difficult at all. Not difficult at all. 84850, oh, I keep doing the wrong thing everywhere on this blasted computer. I don't know what I'm doing with it at the moment. So if I go to there... Oh, that's better. I seem to manage that one by myself. No, I haven't I've done it again. Wait a minute. No. Oh, God. That's where the producer has to wander in and go, what have you done? And I go, I don't know. I don't know. I pushed the wrong button. Uh, Bill Turnbull is, uh, is quitting BBC Breakfast to spend more time... With his bees, apparently. You know that he, he does... Martha Carney does beekeeping. Bill Turnbull does beekeeping. And uh, he's, a, he's become obsessed with it. He obviously loves it. So he's 59. He's going to finish early next year. That's four years after moving with the show from its London base. And they say his departure will leave millions of viewers bereft. No, it won't. No, it won't. They just find another presenter. They've got a team of people. They could put Charlie State on there. It won't make any difference. They're not going to go, oh, Bill's not here anymore because they like Charlie State. So why not use Charlie State? They use him for all these uh, all these different things, and uh, he seems to be uh, perfectly normal. He seems to actually, you know, get all the uh, the stuff done that needs to. It's only it's not difficult. You only have to sit there and read things. You're only reading. I didn't. The only thing I, I didn't read today was the weather. I did, in fact, uh, leave home, and I did have a quick cursory glance at the weather, and it was a little bit embarrassing because I thought it, it looks as though it's not going to rain. But then I thought, oh, it might rain, but I didn't bring the umbrella. So if it rains today, we get absolutely soaking wet, which is uh, which not, not a good news. Uh, the Janna trial date set for the new year. Lord Janna will face a trial of the facts in February if he's declared unfit to plead on 22 sex abuse charges. He's 87. Uh, his fitness to plead hearing is on December the 7th. 
Um, which is, so he's got 15 indecent assaults and seven counts of a separate sex offence against nine people in the 60s, the 70s and the 80s. All but one of the offences relate to complainants who were 16 or under at the time. And that story ran for for ages and ages in the newspaper. There's also a, a lad in the paper today. He's got Down syndrome, epilepsy, autism, and he can't read or write. So they've sent him a fitness to work quiz. Down syndrome, epilepsy, autism, can't read or write. They've sent him a fitness to work quiz. This is the benefits cheats. Uh, They want him to prove that he's unfit to work. Stuart Chester uh, says uh, his his family have previously told he could expect benefits for life because there's no chance of his condition improving. But now the Department for Work and Pensions has sent Stuart a 20-page work capability assessment to be completed. His mum, Deborah who is his full-time carer, says there's no way he could work. This is just causing a lot of undue stress. Well, it's only causing him undue uh, stress if you show him the form. Presumably it came through the post and you must have opened it. In which case, all you have to do is sort of just just throw it away. Throw it away. The Social Justice Secretary at uh, Holyrood accused the DWP of bullying and intimidation. It's outrageous that somebody with it... But you don't need to go to the paper. You've now drawn attention to it. It's supposed to just rip throw it away. Simple as that. 90 people, they say, are dying each month after being declared fit to work. Uh, This is in the Work and Pension Secretary Ian Duncan Smith's purge. There's always something, isn't there? There's always something where you sort of, you get something going on. We've got sexism now. And uh, this time, it's uh, one of uh, TV's hardest workers. And this is Julia Bradbury. And she says it's a big bad world out there and we've got a long way to go in terms of women's rights. You know, and it's sort of, I love her. I think she was great. She's always got, for me, what I call the human touch. She always had the human touch. I never thought she thought she was a brilliant presenter. She's what I call a natural presenter. She just does it and gets on with it. There's no sort of, you know, let's milk it for this, let's milk it for that. And I, and so I don't, uh, I, I, I've always been a big fan of hers. And I loved her even more when I saw her on Come Dine With Me. I thought she was absolutely brilliant on there. She laughed. She just, she was just human. And that's all you want on, on television presenters. She was on with, uh, with John Craven and, of course, Matt Baker. Matt Baker's not a great presenter, but there again, he started life as a children's presenter. And I think you start with a, with a handicap on that programme. I, th- I think it's actually, it's, it's actually difficult to, uh, to sort of move from, from children's television to, uh, to actually doing adult television because he does do everything in a sort of little bit of a... It's a bit Simon Cowell, isn't it, on The X Factor, where it's sort of... It's everything's... Wow! Oh, wow! No! Wow! All that kind of stuff. So that's why we like, we like Julia a lot, but it's a very interesting article. You know, if she says we've a long way to go in terms of women's rights, she must know all about it. And uh, she's also uh, fronting up a campaign to ease the pressure of driving with children... It's always a big problem for parents, isn't it? If you're driving with with children, how do you keep them amused? The answer is uh, DVD screens in the back. You can pick them up really cheaply now. If your car doesn't have fitted DVD, then, you know, you you just go to Argos or somewhere like that. It's about 36 quid. You can get two DVD screens and you just plug in a DVD. Keeps them happy for ages. Keeps them happy for ages. Not necessarily for the parents, of course. It's uh, 5.30. Steve Allen on LBC. Morning, everybody. 26 minutes to 6 on Wednesday morning. Explain this one to me. When I first read this article, I thought it was some sort of joke. Uh, because we've had a couple of stories recently, and, and I thought, no, this, this cannot be serious, can it? They say that um, 
Jews visiting the former Auschwitz death camp were horrified to discover that showers had been put up by the entrance. Sprinklers outside the Memorial Museum are a temporary measure to cool down queues during a 37-degree heatwave. Critics slam them as a clear reminder of the Nazis' method of gassing prisoners en masse in fake shower blocks. Israeli visitor Meir Bolker says, I walked into the shower contraption. I was in shock. It was like a punch to the gut. I went to the reception and asked the workers there about the showers. She said it was a hot day. I've never heard of such a thing. I mean, out of all the places to put showers in, a spokesman said it's really hard for us to comment on some suggested historical references. The mist sprinklers do not look like showers. The fake showers installed by the Germans inside some of the gas chambers were not used to deliver gas. Uh, and they say if you want to cool the people down, you need to find another method. It was not a pleasant sight to see the sprinklers. It is the oddest thing you've ever seen. It's almost, you know, it's like sort of perhaps they should put up some funfair rides as well in there to sort of keep people happy and sell sort of ice cream and toffee apples and things like that. It is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my entire life. But there you go. Everybody will have their own thoughts on it, as indeed you have your uh, your thoughts on the Devoted Sisters. Yes, the tributes to the Beverly star Joy. That was half of the 50s Posh and Becks. They always wear identical outfits. They, When they went out together, everybody was identical. They sang. There was Babs, of course, and Teddy. Now we've lost Joy. And um, she was the posh spice of her day. Uh, she was married to Billy Wright, as you know, who was uh, England football skipper and was the country's highest paid female star in the 1950s. She suffered a stroke last week. She leaves between... I mean, the twins, Babs and Teddy, are 88 Actually, I always thought the Bevs would go on forever and ever, really. Um, the Beverly sisters made more than £700 a week at the time when the average wage was £5. And they had all those songs where they had lots of harmonies. So I saw Mummy Kissing Santa Claus, Little Drummer Boy. And uh, Joy was born in Bethnal Green. So uh, three years later, along came Babs and Teddy. They launched their career during the Second World War. They became the Bonnie Babies in an advert for Ovaltine. And uh, she'll be much missed. A lot of people in show business will be going, I remember, I remember watching the Bevs on television. They would turn up on all sorts of things. Uh, Steve, I've just heard about the benefit fraudster on the programme. It did 17 cruises. My husband and I, says Claire, are doing a Caribbean cruise in January. To be able to afford this, we have saved all year. My husband left home at 4.30am this morning, doing a 15-hour day as an HDV driver. I'm about to drive to Wiltshire as a self-employed prison lawyer, yet in my 10 years of doing the job, I've yet to deal with the benefit sheet. Makes my blood boil. It's obviously so easy, Claire, to get money. It's obviously easy. You know, this man was doing it for years. Double figures. I mean, you, you, you can't believe that they're, they're that naive that nobody checks. He said he couldn't lift a pen. Why do they not check these people? Surely they actually, you know, it can't be that difficult, can it? Because when they eventually catch him, they go, oh, he's been doing it for 16 years. And it's, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. They need to check people more often. Yeah, if somebody says to me, oh, I can't lift a pen and I can only walk three metres, I'd say, OK, fine, you give them the money and then you send somebody round to check. It's just, it shouldn't take too long, should it? Didn't take too long to find him. He was on cruises, you know, running up and down the deck and doing his exercise classes. Paul Burrell apparently says Jenny was booed going into Big Brother. The crowd were shouting off. Peter Andre is going to be very cringy on Strictly. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm inclined to agree with you. Inclined to agree with you that uh, he is going to be very cringy. He's going to be doing the whole, you know, I hope I can do it for my kids and all that. And you think, oh, God, he's going to be so drippy. It's going to be so awful. So awful. 
Uh, I saw a thing the other day. What did, oh, no, it was today. Somebody sent me, one of my uh, fellow colleagues on the radio, uh, said we shall have to go out for dinner to this place where they're offering unlimited Prosecco. Unlimited Prosecco. £25 a burger and unlimited Prosecco. And I'm thinking, £25, yeah, burger, cheap to do. This, this was sort of a double burger with bacon and sauce and all sorts of things on it. And then they actually said, you can drink unlimited Prosecco. And I thought, well, how are they managing to do that? I mean, I can down Prosecco with the best of them. Uh, but they say it's only for 90 minutes. <laughs> Even so, hour and a half of Prosecco, I, I could do... Cool. If push comes to shove, I could do quite a few bottles of, of Prosecco. I wouldn't think it was that that difficult to do. 25 quid seems like good value. Although if you're only paying about three or four quid a bottle, you're, you're not going to be drinking, you know, six bottles, are you? Of well, I don't know, actually. <laughs> I'm not too sure. You might be able to. Uh, do you remember the story that we gave you a while ago of Stephanie Davis, who was sacked by Hollyoaks for turning up drunk at work? And in fact, uh, she'd only just signed a new contract and they, they cancelled it immediately. Well, now, Gemma Oten, whoever Gemma Oten is, I'm sorry, I have no idea who she is, but uh, she says that uh, Hollyoaks should actually be looking after her and helping her. Gemma, 31, says soaps do have a duty of care to look after their younger stars. You don't shroud them in cotton wool. Well, you wouldn't shroud them in cotton wool anyway, but great do you have a command of the English language but uh, it's wrapped them in cotton wool incidentally uh, but you do look out for them and protect them why why Steph apparently joined the show as, uh, as somebody when she was 16 and Gemma says I feel sorry for her I think she's obviously fallen into a trap and she's not been surrounded by the right people well that's that's her business isn't it I don't think it's a duty of care that, you know, you've got to look after somebody. It's like saying, you know, should we go through every single soap, Gemma, and find out who's actually taking drugs, who's actually drinking more than the required amount, according to government guidelines, and start taking them off air and putting them into rehab? Is that what you're suggesting? I don't know why you think that anybody would be uh, be interested in that. And um, it's it's a shame. She says, Emmerdale are on top of things like that. If there's anything going on, it's not a disciplinary. It's more like, come on, let's talk. Why are you struggling today? I mean, it's, I think you might be right about actually wrapping them up in cotton wool. I've never heard anything like it. Why can't these people do it? You know, I know people have a duty of care, but if, if somebody's coming in drunk, not the first time, incidentally, you know, that's up to her to do it. And also, it's up to her friends to do it. Surely, if she's got friends, and, uh, you know, perhaps you, Gemma, perhaps you should have done more. You know, there's talk in the business, as you know, about people, so perhaps you should have done more. Can't expect people to sort of say, oh, right, what are you doing? She's turned up drunk again. You know, it's 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 difficult, very very difficult. But um, Hollyoaks spokeswoman insists the cast are supported. She says Hollyoaks had a young cast and therefore takes its duty of care, help and support are offered to all artists. My God, you, you they seriously are being wrapped, aren't they? Paul Burrell was so boring on CBB. Steve, his so-called demonstration of how to be an expert butler was far from impressive. That's from Simon. Well, of course, I mean it would be. He didn't. He's not done it for donkey's years. He, he makes flower arrangements, doesn't he? So wh why would you ever ask Paul Burrell about anything? And somebody says, I wish I loved anything as much as you love Prosecco. Well, it's funny that, isn't it? Because I can't remember now, can't remember now, how I actually got into Prosecco. I think somebody must have, I think somebody must have bought me a bottle of Prosecco and I tried it and I remember thinking, oh, that's quite nice. That's quite nice. And then, and then I suppose it sort of went on from there. I never was a big champagne drinker. Wasn't like Cilla Black. Cilla Black used to absolutely adore champagne. In fact, I don't think she'd drink anything else. 
Um, they're going to be talking on uh, Nick Ferrari this morning about the the tube strikes, which are off for now, which is good news. Best news I've ever heard. Common sense finally prevails. Finally prevails. It's only upsetting the poor the poor public. You know, the public don't have to be... Uh, they're, they're the ones suffering. None of the bosses suffer on this. And surely the unions must uh, know that. I mean, where we go from here... They've actually said it's not... You know, it's off at the moment, but it could go back on again. You think, is this all over the overnight... Tube? We don't want overnight tube trains in London. We've got buses. Let people get on buses. They don't need to go on tubes. You're going to have to take people down this, look after the staff. It's going to be ridiculous. All the drunks that were sort of on the surface, now we're going to shove them underground where there aren't enough staff to look after people like that. They've got CCTV. doesn't stop somebody being beaten up, does it? It's not like, you know, there's, there's people can offer, you know, offer some sort of help. So that's why, you know, I think it's... I don't think it's a great idea. I really don't think it's a great idea. Uh, sorry to hear of the passing, says David, of the uh, of Joy Beverly, the one in the middle, but 91 is a good innings. Beverly sisters, very, very 1950s, but they did move with the times. In the late 60s, they did a good version of Good Morning Starshine from Hair. Mercifully, since the show included a new scene, the Bevs kept their clothes on when they performed it on television. I think Bob Monkhouse was the host of that one. They also even got a mention in the gay play My Night with Reg. Uh, which was in the West End, which was very good. And talking of the 1950s, that uh, old Ealing comedy, The Titfield Thunderbolt from 1952, was on the telly last night. No infuriating ad breaks on this particular one. Beautiful colour and lovely steam trains. Yes, they like those down in Epping, don't they? They like them for Strictly, as they'll be uh, using this week. And uh, beautiful colour and uh, John Gregson, Stanley Holloway. And Edie Martin, plus Sid James as well, who, of course, was South African. They don't make films like that anymore. I'm off to two of them. The South Devon Railway and the Torbay and Dartmouth Railway. This coming Saturday with uh, an excursion with UK Rail Tours. How lovely. You can't... I told you when I was standing at the station at Richmond and a big steam train came through. Wow. Everything shook. The platform shook. Steam bellowing. Oh, it was wonderful. It was, I think it was the Orient Express. Whatever it was, it was the best sight of your life. Best sight of your life. It, re- it was absolutely fantastic. It was, it was something to treasure. Uh, 84850, Steve at lbc.co.uk. Time now is quarter to six. Steve Allen on LBC. Morning, everybody. It's uh, 11 minutes to six. Wednesday morning, the 2nd of September. Uh, the next month we'll be talking about is October. And by that time, winter will be in. We'll be talking Christmas and carols and presents and all sorts of mad things. Agatha Christie's uh, most controversial whodunit is voted her best. Her best. And uh, this one here, first published in 1939. Uh, they say the most popular novel is called And Then There Were None. Just in case you thought she'd written something from beyond the grave. Uh, on its release in the UK, it had another name. It was The Ten Little the n-word and continued to be printed until the 80s changed uh, for the u.s edition due to upset over the racially insensitive word then it became 10 little indians that was dropped out in respect of native americans and so and then there were none is the title and i'm not going to spoil it because in case you haven't read it because uh, it would ruin it for you but she's still outselling a lot of other people she does very very well indeed uh, the good news from page of the uh, the mail today strictly siren is back yes christina rianoff they say lock up your husbands lock up your husbands and here's uh, carol kirkwood i think we're going to be very bored with carol kirkwood very shortly although no doubt they'll probably sort of put her on other programs and go oh we suddenly realize after all these years of her just reading the weather apparently she can do other things she can sort of point at a board at the same time 
Um, I want night tube, says Kevin. The night bus doesn't run to Epping and a cab to Harlow from the West End way too much. Sam and I won't have to rush home at 11pm then. Oh, interesting. Gemma Oten is the actress who plays Sam Dingle's wife in Emmerdale, says Malcolm. And Anna says 17 cruises. That's awful. I'm struggling on ESA. I get that because of cerebral palsy. And Patrick says the Beverly sisters were wonderful, perfect harmony. Well, they're now now down to two. Although I noticed actually on Loose Women the other day, apart from the fact that Janet Street Porter seems to have aged overnight, she seems to be hunched over at the moment. She looked really old. And uh, they've got the monkeys on today. There's only two of them. There were four. Three toured, one didn't, which was Mike Nesmith, and now there's only two of them after we lost Davy Jones. Uh, other stories in the papers for today. Um, pum, 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 pum. Mayhem at the station, thousands trying to head west, and uh, the police abroad have no, no truck at all. And the lollipop lady. You don't see too many lollipop ladies or lollipop men at the moment. This one was attacked by a thug. David Vale had, uh, had drunk 12 bottles of beer, and um, she doesn't want any compensation. She says, I don't want to be seen as a money grabber. Kathleen Buckley had just finished helping school children across the road when she was pounced on by a man who downed 12 bottles of beer bought with his benefit money. Uh, surprise, surprise. Mrs Buckley, a lollipop lady for eight years, was knocked to the ground and grabbed in a stranglehold. She bravely tried to fight him off until motorists stopped and rescued her. Uh, Mr Vale, the jobless drunk, well, let's just call him the, uh, the man who beats up women, um was jailed, facing jail last night after admitting assault. But she's waived her right to compensation. She said, I don't want to be associated with claimants who exaggerate injuries to, to receive payouts. My God, what a wonderful person she is. She won't last in this job, will she? He's been bailed for sentencing because his case was unprovoked and aggravated by a colleague. Could face jail. Could face jail. What do you have to do in this country to actually get to go to prison? Quite clearly, you know, you can knock lollipop ladies to the ground and you can do all sorts of terrible things. They go, you could be facing jail, you know. Ooh, you could be facing a piece of cake and a cup of tea as well, which is probably more likely. Sarah Vine talks about Cheryl Cole and the yawn factor. It is really, actually. I mean, poor old Cheryl, the emaciated Cheryl. I mean, eat some food, for God's sake, love. You're looking worse and worse. And this is what she looks like in the papers. You can imagine in real life. She looks even worse because the papers put weight on. The papers put weight on. You don't actually sort of, you know, any photograph, any television programme, they make you look, you know, fat. If If you're fat, you look even fatter. Of course, when you're as thin as her, you look even worse. She looks terrible. I mean, because she looks so emaciated on the television, in real life, she must look even worse on that. Poor soul. Uh, Boris Johnson, according to the headline in the paper, and the producer went, did it really say that? Send lazy lords to Dignitas. This was on his LBC programme the other day. And uh, he says they need a, a purge of half of its members. Around 400 peers should face a voluntary euthanasia exit plan. The Mayor of London said, but refused to rule out taking up a seat in the House himself and also defended David Cameron's decision to appoint 28 more Tory peers to the upper chamber. Uh, He referred to the Swiss Swiss euthanasia clinic as a radical solution for the Lords. I think you'll find it was probably tongue-in-cheek. I think you find very tongue-in-cheek. I don't think he's really advocating. You know, it's when you sort of say things. And people say, you know, when, when you say something like, oh, I could, I could kill that person, you don't actually mean you could kill them. It's just an expression. It's an expression. It's as simple as that. Some people, of course, misinterpret. Uh, more on the welfare cheat. Here he is. This is uh, Mr McKenty in Venice with his wife, Pauline, who he said was also disabled. My God, honestly. And here they are walking through, dragging luggage, ladies and gentlemen. They're so strong, they were dragging luggage. 19 holidays and off to prison now for two years. 
and uh, hopefully you'll stay there. And if you're a dog lover, there is a dog in the paper. She's waited 11 years. She only wants somebody to look after her, poor little soul. Her name is uh, Maggie. She's a whippet cross, so she's, she's got a bit of speed on her. And she's at a, a shelter at the moment, the Serendipity Kennels in Sellerhead near Stoke-on-Trent. She's seen three managers come and go in her time there. I'm surprised she's lasted this long, bless her. But uh, they hope this is the year that Maggie finally finds a home where she can spend her retirement. They said she's great company, very loving, and she'd be very, very loyal. Well, she, I don't know why she's not gone. She's got big brown eyes, graceful appearance. She's 13. Spent 11 years of it in a shelter overlooked by 50,000 potential owners who tend to look for puppies. People want puppies. They don't want sort of grown-up older dogs, do they? Which is a shame. But I bet you anything, after this, uh, this, this dog has now been seen in all the papers, and I bet you anything, by tomorrow morning they found a new home. A new home, and Maggie will go to a home. Because it's lovely, actually. I mean, a Whippet Cross is quite nice. A friend of mine had a Lurcher. They were quite nice dogs. Quite nice dogs. I don't think it barked. I seem to remember it not barking. Oh, Poundland, Poundland. I knew there was a story about Poundland in the paper today. They're going to offer to deliver. You have to pay for it. No, before you ask, it's not a pound. Four pounds. Unless, of course, you've spent 50 pounds. If you spend 50 pounds, you get uh, free delivery. Could you spend 50 pounds in pound? Is it possible to spend 50 pounds in Poundland so you can get free delivery? I'd push it for that, actually. I think I, I, I would definitely go for that one. Sorry, how much have you spent in Poundland? 50 quid. 50, what did you buy? I don't know. 50 pounds worth of stuff. You could buy it. I mean, it's, that's a lot. Of, that's 50 items, whatever, whatever you're talking about. 50 items. I'm not sure you could do it. And all of that just to save four pound. It's four pound delivery charge. So if you spend, I think it's, you know, I mean, most of the stuff is a pound, isn't it? Five and a half million people visit Poundland stores every week. I think as people walk out, I think people seriously in their mind think it's all of this items in the, in the basket for a quid. Whereas, of course, it's individuals. You people, see people handing over credit cards for like £25 and £30 and stuff like that. Because once you've started going round, you, you can't kind of give it up, can you, really? As you go there, the very idea you can now have it delivered. I mean, do you think a Poundland lorry turns up at your house? That's a bit embarrassing, isn't it, really? I mean, I don't... I've, I've said to friends of mine, I said, I, I, said, I do go into Poundland. I, I get glue and stuff like that. And they go, what, you're seen in Poundland? I'm like, yeah. Imagine, though, if you've actually got it turning up outside the house. A Poundland delivery lorry, I'm assuming. it. Perhaps it comes sort of plain, plain cover. <laughs> Make it more interesting. Wouldn't it? Can you deliver? But can you put it around the back? Don't really want the neighbours to see. Not at all good. Caroline is out with the dogs this morning. Cold and gloomy. It is, is it still dark outside? It is dark outside. It's definitely gone autumnal. It's definitely. I stayed at the Safari Hotel in Chessington with my kids. Very nice staff there. And I find these places hard work. The wasps do not help. Wasps are everywhere. In fact, there is a, an epidemic, if you can have an epidemic of wasps. They are, uh, they're all over the place at the moment. And of course, because it's heading into their, uh, not hibernation, but we're going to die uh, part of life, they're very aggressive. So we, we were, I told you, we were sitting the other day down at the V&A, trying to go, but not sort of wanting to hit them because they'll just come back and sting you. And uh, people do get stung by wasps. Not so good, is it? Not so good. So just be careful. They are out there. Uh, biggest cause of death and disability? Salty food. Salty food. And for that, you can, you can come on to all sorts of things, including McDonald's fries, because you see them putting uh, salt on there. Well, you used to. I'm not sure. They, they, yeah, they still do do it. I saw it the other day, actually. Uh, if you're strapped for cash, you know these um, cash cards now. You just sort of touch it. They've actually come up with something a little bit better. It's a new jacket uh, with an electronic chip embedded in the cuff for contactless payment. Costs £150. 
grief. And the chip is like those found in debit and credit cards. They can be tapped against terminals instead of having to rummage for wallets. The fashion brand Lyle & Scott have launched the limited edition jacket using Barclay Card's BPay technology, which is going on sale in Carnaby Street and the West End. Or available in um, Admiral Blue or True Black. It allows the wearer to make contactless payment at about 300,000 places. And they've just raised, haven't you? Was it £20? It's now gone up to £30, I think, on this one. So I'd say there's a chip already in it, is there? Oh, well, there you go. I don't understand all this kind of stuff now. So as opposed to getting the card out and going, where is it? I can't find the card. You just touch your sleeve against it. And the, and the, the person the other end, behind the tiller, would be terribly impressed. Terribly, terribly. They say, ah, do you have one of those contactless cards? Get, yes, it's embedded into the sleeve. Which I think would be brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, another one here. Um, the Booze Cruise Tycoon. I remember Dave West, the king of the Booze Cruises. He used to run a place, I'm sure it was called EastEnders, over in Calais. And people would go there and stock up on booze and things like that. I'm pretty certain that's the same one. Anyway, um, he believed his son was incapable of running his empire. And, um, and so, you know... He died, unfortunately. But then somebody said to me a short while ago, they said that there was no money. He, it was rumoured to be worth about £100 million, which is a phenomenal amount of money, but he was doing what people wanted. People wanted to go to France to pick up cheap booze. You know, you go there to pick up, you know, your booze and, you know, everything else. For, mainly for weddings, I think people do it. And cigarettes, but I think people tend to forget what the, uh, what the so-called allowances are. So it's Madeleine McCann on the front of the sun this morning. They've gone big time on this one. £11 million. By next April, it'll be over £12.2 million. We'll have spent looking for one girl. They have no clues, no leads, nothing. Nothing at all. They are no nearer now than they were all those years ago. The curse of Strictly hits again. Yes, one of the girls dancing as a celebrity. Apparently split up with her husband. It's always one every series, isn't there, really? Uh, the wasp sting which kills cancer. Uh, the tribute to the Beverly sister, Joy, who's died aged 91. And police are ditching panda car sirens. All of that and more this morning on LBC. Steve Allen on LBC. Morning, everybody. Five past six. It's Wednesday. Miserable, horrible, overcast. Oh, I was just in here, outside. Not much better, I'm afraid, as we enter autumnal weather. It all goes a bit pear-shaped, doesn't it, come September? You'd think we'd be basking in sunshine. Not a bit of it. It's a bit chilly out there this morning. Uh, the revenge porn woman, first one to be uh, convicted in the uh, the courts, walks free. A suspended sentence. Dean Gaffney's back in EastEnders with another dog. This is going to be Wellard 2. £11 million spent hunting for Madeleine McCann. Nothing. Nothing. Literally blowing smoke rings, I'm afraid. Debrett's Guide to Facebook. Don't put all your likes online. And the welfare cheat who could barely walk spends benefits on 19 holidays. I did warn you about wasps. The reason I warn you about wasps is at this precise moment, um, they get more aggressive. The more the temperature drops, the more wasps get aggressive. And I'll tell you why they become aggressive is because they become drunk. And they become drunk on fruit that has fallen to the ground in gardens and orchards and all over the place. And they get high as a kite on it. And that's when... They start, uh, they start attacking people, and they become very aggressive. So, colder it is in the morning, the more chance of being stung by a wasp. D- the one thing you don't do is start flailing your arms around, because they won't go away. They don't go away, although I refuse to share my food with them. So I have to go and sit indoors, I'm afraid. I'm a little bit uh, slightly worried. I mean, I think last, last year, uh, or the other week, sales of ants uh, 
products and also anything to get rid of wasps. I mean, I now carry two sprays in the house. Uh, some people are, are quite allergic to them. They don't want to be bitten by a wasp because they've got this allergic reaction. So just be careful. You should be aware of wasps at the moment, especially kids. You know, if you've got kids out there and they've got sticky sweets or anything sugary, if you're eating outdoors, and it's, it's, it's really not, not the best. I always enjoy reading Anne Whittacombe's columns. Sometimes I agree, sometimes I don't agree, but that's how things work in this day and age. And there was an absolute outcry the other day uh, from women's groups after Chrissy Hyde was talking about women going out, dressing provocatively. And as I pointed out, you know, it might be somebody's right, but you just have to use some common sense. You just have to use some common sense. And apparently the loose women upset people by sort of saying, they were saying the same thing. You know, you go out, you don't go out wearing hardly any clothes. There are people who are drunk who will take advantage. And that's what you've got to be aware of. And Anne Widdicombe says here, the uproar greeting Chrissy Hines' common sense remarks seems rather odd. Women take care of their property. They don't leave their handbags open and unattended, or their houses or cars unlocked. So why on earth take risks with their own safety, which is vastly more important? I remember once at Oxford, a friend saying how wrong it was that women should be unable to walk home alone late at night. Yet he still walked me back to my college because he knew the difference between principle and reality. It's a pity some of these spokespersons for rape victims don't share that approach. Saying girls should be able to dress as provocatively as they please is a statement of principle. Recognising that it may not always be a good idea is a practical means of safety. And I agree with her totally. You know, you just cannot go out, you know, dressed as if you're about to sort of rent yourself out for the evening. Because there's a lot of people out there. You know, it might be fine for normal people, but unfortunately we're not in that kind of society. She also talks about conspiracy theorists. They're everywhere. Christopher Spivey, or Spivy is a conspiracy theorist who has made the lives of Lee Rigby's family hell. He believes, without any foundation in his tiny, pea-like brain, that the murder of Lee Rigby was a plot to whip up anti-Islamic feeling. I mean, that's how stupid you're dealing with somebody. You're dealing with somebody who's on a base of zero. He even claimed that the soldier never existed and his harassment of the relatives landed him in court. The exasperated judge rightly said that nothing would ever convince Mr Spivy that he was wrong. Every MP knows the type, the constituent who in the teeth of evidence will insist there's a conspiracy. I once had one, says Anne Whittacombe, who believed I was a Freemason conspiring with the police to persecute her. I know. People deny the Holocaust. They deny Armstrong walked on the moon. They believe CIA agents were hiding in the bushes to murder Dr David Kelly. Or the late Princess of Wales was killed on the orders of the royal family. They think UFOs have landed. Such people all function perfectly normally in everyday life. And before the birth of the internet, most conspiracy theorists were harmless and caused no great sensation than incredulous laughter in a pub. You think what? <laughs> You're so stupid. Now they can disseminate their views sufficiently widely to hurt survivors or families and even attract others to their causes. It's right that Christopher Spivey should have been prosecuted, if only in order to protect Lee Rigby's family. But he'll go to his grave believing the rot he promulgates. It makes me wonder whether there's still anybody around, says Anne Widdicombe, who believes the earth is flat. Yes, I mean, the Holocaust deniers, the conspiracy theorists, and Christopher Spivey, a simpleton. Somebody who's, uh, you know, just rude and offensive and you just have to, you know, we have to sort of lock him up. It's so much easier, you know, these, these people, because you could stand there till you were blue in the face trying to sort of change their opinions and it would never happen. Never happen. As I said before, you know, to the point of boredom, I think, you know, crop circles. You can stand there saying to people, listen, it's not little green men from outer space, OK? It's students. They go, no, it isn't. 
And that, that's what you're dealing with. They say yes, you say no, you say no, they say yes, you say black, they say white, you say white, they say black. So it goes on. Mm, beekeeping, says Neil. I'm thinking of getting a hive. Recently, well, you must you ask Bill Turnbull. Martha Carney does it as well. She's very successful, very successful. Reese Sweets, Woolworth's butterscotch tablet wrapped in silver foil. It was that butter... That's the word I couldn't think of earlier. Butterscotch. Love butterscotch. I don't know what it is. Butter and scotch. Kind of sounds like a good uh, good mixture, doesn't it? We're very touched by your uh, kindness to the young girl. Sometimes things just tug at your heartstrings. Uh, the quail chicks are almost as big as their mum now, and our poor battery rescue hens are all doing well. Uh, the feathers are starting to grow, and they absolutely love being able to get outside. So our lovely neighbours, Joan and Frank, some eggs will be ready for you this week because they, uh, Neil uh, and family, rescued... Uh, some battery hens. You can, you can get them. I'm not sure if you have to pay for them or if they give them to you for free because they've, they've only ever known sitting in a in a shed. And so for them to go outside, you know, a lot of them, they don't have feathers. And so they, they, don't, they don't look best attractive. But when they do actually, you know, start growing the feathers back, they look like normal chickens. Uh... Uh, Michael says Daphne and Calvin was stung by a hornet last night, but she's OK. Well, the, it's, it's the coldness. It's at night time. They get chilly and they are likely to sting. So just be careful. We bought. What did we buy? I'm sure we got something when we had the last barbecue down at my godchildren's. I think we had a citrus candle because I think there's something about citrus that they don't like. It was a citrus candle specifically, I think, for, for keeping away wasps and mozzies and stuff like that. It's quite ghastly. But, you know, kids don't. They just go Pshew, like that. And of course, the immediate retaliatory thing that the wasp does is sting. Not very pleasant at all, actually. Uh, 84850, Steve at lbc.co.uk A lot of people talk about the Bevs. And uh, and June says, I purchased a pack of seeds, six varieties for a pound in Poundland, I think. The greenhouse had been destroyed over winter, so started them on the bedroom window ledge. I gave away 12 plants, sold another dozen for the Royal British Legion Women's Section Funds and kept the other 43. Can somebody tell me, I only ask, because, and I should have checked it locally myself, has the poppy factory in, in Richmond closed down? I thought it looked as though it had been closed down for housing, God forbid. I do hope not. I do hope not. I'd be absolutely mortified if, because the poppy factory in Richmond was famous, but I'm sure when I went past it, it looked as though it was boarded up or something. Surely not. Somebody must know the answer. Diana will know that one. 14 past six. I've got red, yellow, green, black, cherry and normal tomatoes and enough fruit to make more chutney than I have jars for. Good job, Poundland. Sell jars. 50 quid. I'll get them delivered. Yes, people are making a lot of um, a lot of chutneys at the moment. I love the idea of black tomatoes. They don't they don't look as a tomato should. They taste exactly the same, but they're absolutely wonderful. Oh, God. Anthea Turner. Uh, we, we've gone from the white jumpsuit making it look ridiculous to the red jumpsuit making it look even more ridiculous. And here's a picture of uh, Rihanna. Oh, by the way, I thought I'd better tell you now. I know I know you've been worried about it ever since I mentioned it on the programme. She's not going out with Lewis Hamilton. OK, they never were going out together. Just thought I'd mention that, which is what we said at the same time. I said, I think they're just friends. They're not actually going out. They never were. Why would she want to go out with him? He's just a man who puts his foot on the accelerator. There's nothing else going on at all. So they're, they're not they're not a relationship. Phew. That was a bit of, bit of luck, wasn't it? And uh, who will survive? Who will survive with Bear Grylls? He's already pushed people like Kate Winslet to their limit. And now his ultimate adventure will test President Obama's survival skills. He is actually doing it, isn't he? President, I mean, that's a bit of a coup, isn't it? President Obama and Bear Grylls. Woo! Quarter past six. Steve Allen on LBC. 
Morning, everybody. Uh, Kim says, I've just looked on Google, Steve. There's nothing about the poppy factory being closed. And somebody else said uh, that they think it's the it's another factory next to it. I think the old brewery stores that are boarded up, says Max. Poppy factory is still going. Thank God, it gave me quite a cold shiver, shiver actually, up and down. You know, thinking, oh, I hope, I hope to goodness not. Uh, and little Julie says, I've now got a craving for mints. I may have to pop into the shop for some supplies. <laughs> and somebody called Take It Easy, who is Scott, says, uh, ten minutes now, then I'm off for two days, and it's pay weekend. We like pay weekend. Uh, Lenny was the one who does these lovely pictures, actually. He says, with regards to the Syrian woman and the children, couldn't we adopt a one-in, one-out policy? Well, we don't want her back in again, do we? I mean, if she decided to take them, I think the kids should come back to their father, because uh, that's what he... I mean, I shouldn't imagine he's remotely bothered about her at all. And uh, and then, you know, that's, that's that's the way it goes, isn't it, really? Uh, the other story which I was going to do here, this is, just goes to show how how there are so many people who quite clearly are sick in the head. This is a white supremacist. In America, he gave jurors a Nazi salute after being convicted of killing three people at Jewish centres. This is Fraser Glenn Miller, who's 74. He said he'd been floating on a cloud since the Kansas shootings last year, but was devastated to find out that none of his victims were Jewish. He faces the death penalty. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, how do these people ever exist on this earth? How do they ever exist? You know, a white supremacist. God in heaven, you must be living so much in the dark ages. You really must. I mean, you know, he faces the death penalty. What do you mean faces the death penalty? He killed three people. I'm, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, you'd never get it to come back in this country, but I'm always of the opinion that, you know, it used to be the death penalty for the murder of a policeman. And then you thought, no, you, it's not just policemen, it's elderly people, children, people who've murdered children. We should, why want to keep these people the rest of their lives? We're never going to rehabilitate them. We're never going to, uh, we're never going to sort of put them back into society again. Let's just give them a little injection and go, oh, so-and-so passed away last night in their cell. Bit of a shame. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people have signed up for Ashley Madison. This was despite the uh, the cheating claims on there and the fact they've said that most of these people don't really exist. Avid Life Media hit back at a recent uh, report in Tech Blog, whatever it was, which said that the site had few genuine female users. Apparently, last week alone, women sent more than 2.8 million messages within the platform and 87,000 had signed up for Ashley Madison in the past seven days. It obviously goes to prove it doesn't put people off, does it? You know, people, you can sort of say, actually, this is this, this is that. And it doesn't stop people. They still want to, they want to sign up for it. Whether they believe it or not, I've got no idea. But you think you could actually have, uh, have sort of changed people's minds. The latest Prosecco drink, says Tony, is Aperol Spritz, made with a large glass of Prosecco. Is there anything else? Well, as opposed to a small glass of Prosecco, a glug of Aperol, soda, lots of ice and a slice of orange. Very, very Moorish. Trust me. Trust me. Great show, he says. Thank you for that. <laughs> it does sound quite Moorish, actually. I'm not sure at this time of the morning. I'm not sure. Actually, I would like to see the ultimate TV reality show. Having talked about Bear Grylls, why not Obama versus Putin? Putin likes getting his shirt off. He likes being in the company of men who, you know, are sort of fairly active and things like that. He could do an outdoor pursuits programme. Obama, I would think he'd beat Obama. I don't know why. I don't know how much exercise Obama gets. But every time you see Putin, he's doing another one of these, you know, look at me, aren't I big and butch kind of things. I mean, he might be. He might better manage it. He might be. But that would be a programme. Bear Grill should have got them both together. The problem is that Putin doesn't speak a word of English. You'd have thought by now as a as a world leader. 
that he would have actually learnt uh, some English, but he, he doesn't speak English. He does not speak English. Perhaps he'd just learn it, you know, like everybody else. Mind you, I've never, th- I've never been interested in learning Russian. Never been in- interested. Front pages of the papers. Uh, don't forget, every day we have a free podcast on LBC, and uh, that'll be up in about 15 minutes. We nearly didn't have one this morning. Because I did say if we carried on talking about peppermints earlier on and this sweet... I'm determined to find what it is. By the end of today, I will have found it, I promise you. Well, that's that's the theory of it. And uh, and I shall let you know. But uh, we have the free podcast. If you go to the LBC website, there's all the details on there. Download the app. If you don't have it, download it. You can follow me on Twitter, at Steve Allen Show. It's very easy. We just sort of, uh, you know, just sort of banter among ourselves, which is always quite nice. Uh, another one here. So the front page of the Express is tributes as Beverly's sister Joy dies aged 91 and uh, she leaves two. The moving story of the dog's 11-year hunt for a home. Heart dangers in fizzy drinks. They're now saying that too many fizzy drinks could actually uh, be very bad for you. But I thought we knew that anyway, didn't we? I think we knew that anyway. Uh, the Metro, 10 refugee families for every town. This is the Labour call for radical action to ease Europe's migrant hell. I think they've got more than that. You can go anywhere in the country. I think there's nowhere in the country where you don't find uh, people who've come in from Eastern Europe. I certainly notice more people drinking out on the streets. That's not a British practice, unless it's the early hours of the morning round here, but uh, it's definitely East European. People walking along with cans first thing in the morning. Great British Bake Off. Uh, the Daily Mail today does uh, Christina Rianoff. Poor soul, honestly. The fake tan, the up-pushed bosom. Lock up your husbands. She's back. And the RSPCA snooping on the wills of donors. That's a very interesting story. In light of the man the other day who had dementia. And they were saying that uh, he'd been... What did he get? He got cold-called and he's 731 times. Phenomenal. Incidentally, I was right about the Notting Hill Carnival figures. Worst figures for people arrested in ten years. Worst figures. Sun this morning, it's Madeleine McCann. £11 million, not a single arrest, nothing, nothing at all. We are no nearer finding whatever happened to her than we were when this investigation first started, and there are now calls to scale it back. Wikipedia, rocked by blackmail scandal, so easy to change, isn't it? And uh, that runs on the front of the eye as well. The Times this morning, uh, Germany turns on Britain over migrants, and Angelina Jolie has quit the Diana charity in a pay row. Apparently, trustees were paying themselves up to 500 quid a day. (sighs) Not good news. So she's quit. She's quit. She must be really angry. That's it for this morning. Do go to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. Download the app. And that works for iPhones and for Android phones as well. I'm back with you tomorrow morning from 4. Coming up at 7, it's Nick Ferrari at breakfast. Next, the morning news with Lisa Aziz. This is LBC.